Hey, hey, kids, you're listening to a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons podcast. I don't care if I live or die. When I do, I want to die. Who will claim my body? Maybe the monkey. Whoa! That's right, it's a Simpsons podcast that discusses the beloved animated sitcom, The Simpsons. But we don't discuss The Simpsons in order, starting with seasons one and continuing on. No, we said no to the first 10 seasons because there's plenty of podcasts out there that discuss those beloved animated episodes. So we decided to watch the episodes from seasons 11 and beyond, but we can't just go in order. No, we gotta go at random, and we do that with the help of the Wheel of Random. I'm not the only one who does this. You see, I'm annoyed grunt boy Craig, and with me is annoyed grunt boy Steve. All right, Steve, how are we doing this week? Doing good, Craig. I went to a concert over the weekend. Cool. Did you see a banjo? I did not see a banjo, but I did see a band. Um, a band that I don't really care for that much. <laughs> I mean, I don't, oh, I don't no. know. I can't believe you saw Ted Nugent without me. I know. Uh, no, I saw the band Haim. And I, I don't dislike them. They're not my speed. They're not the band that I normally go for. But uh, my wife and a co-worker of ours are both big fans. And so uh, we went. And it was a very good show. They put on a, an excellent show. Did you do the a faux pas? Were you wearing a Haim t-shirt at the concert? I was wearing my fourth Haim sister t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I uh, know. Were you wearing um, your uh, licorice pizza t-shirt? Yeah. I just wanted the one that was in it to sign that. I think two were like one of the Hames has replayed her sister in that movie, but I don't know who's the Hames Hames. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the Hames names either. Um, like as, but, as a uh, Taylor Swift stands, is that, is that the right word to use? I think so. Yeah. Stan. Know, yeah. Stan. Uh, I know uh, they're friends with Taylor Swift. So I'm assuming uh, Taylor was there. Maybe did you see the opening act? Yeah. She opened, uh, <laughs> did about 30 minutes and then left quietly. <laughs> No one cheered. Like, who's this? <laughs> Actually, we timed it perfectly because we arrived just after the the second opener was oh my done. God. Can we talk and, about that? How like, yeah. I mean, even as a kid, I knew there's openers, but like as a kid, like our patients are so minimal. So when you right. get to see a concert, you just want to see that person. Right. And exactly. even kind of like in the early 20s, like that's it doesn't matter. Like you go to see a band or a comic and they're like, oh, well, you still have to watch this opener for at least 30 minutes. You're like, oh, yeah, there's one there's a certain aspect of like going to a punk show. And, you know, the sets are super short and you're seeing a band that you've never heard of before. And you're just like, oh, this is a new band to get into. That's cool. But in my for now that I'm in my 40s. Um, yeah, being able to sit down and seeing a show that like we got there right as the opening or the main act was about to go on. And then we like left as soon as we could. Um, it was nice. It was a good show. I'm not I don't want to dismiss the ladies of Haim because they're very talented. Yeah, they're very humble and they, they put on a great show. I, I was very impressed. But uh, it's just interesting to go to a concert to a band that you don't care that much about because you get to look around and see and you're not going to miss anything if you're not paying attention. And uh, I I might have been uh, may, may have come to the realization that some shows I'm too old for. and This might be one of them. But were you at a venue that possibly you can be a little inebriated? Um, yeah. And you know what? I had some drinks beforehand, but what I really wanted the whole show was a beer, which brings us to our favorite segment, The Simpsons Beer Corner. (laughs) 
All righty, Craig, what have you got for us this week? I know that uh, we try to, to relate the uh, beers. Um, oh, you do, but um, I kind of just say I don't care. I just want to drink what I want to drink. Um, sure. I made a trip to our local Total Wyamore mm-hmm. to get restock on, on Simpsons beers, which I would say I buy like single beers to review on this podcast, but mostly just like what I want to try. Yeah. And I remember, I, mean, I don't know if I remember, it was like a few, a few months, I think around April, I don't know what podcast or episode it was, but it was April of 2022, towards the end, maybe the first of May. I tried a triple, triple, a Trappist Ale uh, from Marduce, Marduce Ale, was that called? Yeah, I believe it's Marduce. Marduce. And I went back to the Total Wine More. I don't know, a lot of the beers, they have a little descriptions of what the beer is about. And I remember just picking that bottle and not really re- reading the description, but I remember on this podcast how much I love that beer. Mm-hmm. And so I went back to Total Wine and have scores from like Beer Advocate or Wine Advocate or any of these advocates, Teen Health Advocate. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what was on there, but they gave a score of 100 to that beer that I said was the best beer of all time wow. was only an 87. Huh. And, it, and usually like on the beer advocate or the wine advocate or wine reader or whatever, I try to s- stick with the, the 90s, 89 and above, because, you know, they know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, for this one, I, I I saw another a triple L and it had a 98 score. So Ooh. technically this one's better. And it's from West Molly. W-S-T- oh, yes, West Molly, yeah. West Molly, Triple Trappist Ale. It's not a kid-friendly label. It's it's the basic bare-bones label yeah, logo. Yeah, it like, has that, like, uh, Old English kind of font. Yep, a yellow square with the name. It does have a alcohol content of a 9.5%. It's a Belgian ale. Uh, it did win the gold medal in 2012 for World Beer Cup. So this beer has a glowing orange gold color and aroma of fresh herbs and flowers. Um, it's enriched with complex flavors and mellowed malt sweetness, warmth, and hops, resulting in a powerful drinkability. So it's complex, fruity, esters, spicy, medium-bodied. Uh, I will be opening up the bottle now. It smells kind of like that skunky opening of a beer bottle. Yeah. But but in a good way. Mm-hmm. It's very light, crisp, and refreshing. And the aftertaste is pleasant. The hoppiness is there. Mm-hmm. There's no bitter beer face. Remember that uh, bitter beer <laughs> face commercial yeah. from the 90s? It's really good because it is more of a lighter version. Mm-hmm. I think I would like it darker. But I think the good thing about this ale is that you could do maybe about two or three. Oh, nice. Have, it you, sounds like you like it, but I feel like you like the other one more. Which I think you're right, because I think even though that they gave that an 87 and this is supposed to be a 98. Mm-hmm. I think I do like the Medusa, Medusa one a little bit more. I think I could do more of this than the other one because the other one was just so powerful. Have you had this before? I've had it a long time ago. Yeah, I can see the bottle in my in my head. It's very easy to drink. And I think nice. that's the takeaway from this. I am not shaming this at all. This is a great ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, just again, proving that I think the Belgians know how to do beer more than um, the, the Germans. Maybe, yeah. Is that um, controversial? I think it might be correct. All right, uh, Steve, what do you got for us? Uh, I do like to uh, associate my beer with the episode we're about to watch. And this episode's all about Krusty the Clown. And so I hearken back to the early days of The Simpsons when uh, Krusty's TV show was threatened by another character. Gabo? Little, uh, exactly. Uh, that's why I have uh, Gabo's Charm from Culmination Brewing out of Portland, Oregon. 
the can is not exactly kid friendly, but it shows kind of a scene of a stage and there's like a marionette, but the marionette looks like a uh, don't walking sign guy, like just a simple oh, drawing yeah. of a person. Uh, it's a really like bare bones kind of uh, graphic. Um, it's a Vienna lager coming in at 5%. So uh, real easy drinking. Yeah. Bare uh, bones is what I call it. A, a rotting bear corpse. <laughs> Oh, that's sad. That's <laughs> yeah. true. It's bare bones. So it's brewed with 100% Barque malts, whatever those are. Uh, Vienna, Pilsner, Munich, offering a delicate and oh-so-sippable profile with notes of caramel and toasted malts. Finish light and crisp. You'll want to pop another. So, right, well, uh, well, Steve is opening that. I forgot to mention that my Trappist uh, ales from uh, Belgium, actually. So I went across the pond to get this. That's Steve just went down the street. So well, I really did. I went to my local New Seasons market. <laughs> Because uh, I did not go to my normal store. Um, so it has a kind of a golden amber color. A nice frosty head. That's what she said. It's interesting because this beer does have that kind of like malty chewiness of bread. But it's also a very light mm. beer. Like the like it's go the right you could pop up pop another because like it just is very smooth like so when you say the maltiness chewy of bread is like you're biting into like an untoasted not warm sourdough like it's tasty and chewy but like yeah you know what I'm saying right yeah it's just like yeah very bready very kind of like almost like a dark rye in a way and like mm. oh, let's take the spice I like that. But it's not heavy at all. It, it's mm. funny because mm. it's such a such it it drinks like a dark beer, but mm. also uh, feels like a sneaker. <laughs> no, but it feels like an easy drinking like light beer. It's a nice combination of being at five percent. This oh, it's a, a good, it's like, a light beer. Yeah, it, you could have like several of these all night and feel fine and not really bloated, but it just tastes really good. It's a really good combination of uh, like classic German beers, like kind of like the Belgian that you're drinking, but also with like a mentality of, you know, you're going to have a few of these. So they made it a little bit lighter. So it's a really well-balanced beer. Uh, You brought up like the rye flavor. Have we reviewed on this podcast the uh, Boulevard beer of the rye and rye? No, I don't think we have because I know that you had it and I wanted to find it and I couldn't. Um, It's one of my favorite ales. Oh, yeah. Yes. Maybe we should do a. Maybe we should do a, a rare episode where we both drink the same beer. Maybe. I'll see if I can find it. Mm. It's it's at my uh, uh, local Total Wine and More. Oh, nice. I don't know why I'm talking this way, but it's it's like my favorite beer. I, I, the reason I've never brought it up on the podcast, because I've drank it a couple of times and I don't. When I say a couple of times, I literally mean a couple of times because it's it's a one and done. But like you want yeah. that flavor again. You you can't pound those beers. No, because they're probably like 12 or 13 percent. Yeah, they are. Oh, you know what, Steve? Uh, and, and, and well, you know, let's re- relate it back to the Simpsons. Let's segue into that because I saw that the premiere of uh, season 34, which of course we'll be covering, oh, yes. uh, is in September, uh, September 25th, 2022. And uh, that will be our, I think, 191st episode of Things Go the Way They Have Been. Yeah, and I think you're this right. Summer of like nuclear war or some sort of plague or whatever kills us. Mm-hmm. Um, if things are going as planned as they are now, uh, we'll get to that. So uh, maybe there's only nine episodes after the season premiere of season 34 where we'll get to our 200th episode and we might have to sit down and do a classic like we did with our 130th episode. Yeah, maybe, so maybe we'll do a classic episode. Or the 200th episode of The Simpsons. Which one was that actually? Was that the one with Steve Martin, the garbage? That might be. Yeah, uh, no, we can skip that because that's not part of the plan. <laughs> 
But you know what's part of the plan, Steve? Uh, this episode that we're going to review. That's right. It's uh, Cressy the Clown and originally aired on November 25th, 2018. Uh, Craig, what was the number one movie in the box office? I think it was a movie about uh, one of the C characters from uh, Happy Days. Ralph Mouth, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I think or so. Or maybe, maybe it was a Honeymooners spinoff of Ralph Cramden. It's called Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah, it's the one where Ralph Mouth is uh, pouring champagne on his ass. <laughs> Because uh, remember when Kim Kardashian uh, had that photo shoot where she was... Uh, what, what, what does Ralph have to do with this? Because he broke the internet. Oh, because uh, Kim Kardashian broke the internet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a Wreck-It Ralph sequel. It took, what, how many years for a Wreck-It Ralph sequel? Probably like five. Yeah, I remember being uh, less than impressed with it, we'll say. I don't remember the sequel. I remember the first movie. I love the first movie. Ah, I don't remember the sequel at all. I watched it. Wow. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Wow. It's pretty much how I'm going to feel about the uh, new Jurassic World sequel. (laughs) Yeah. What happens? Did they tell you saw the new Jurassic World? Uh, we're time, we're time stamping this. I saw Top Gun and Jurassic World, but not wow. at the same time. Yeah, that would be confusing. Uh, uh, Top Gun is probably my favorite movie this year. Top Gun <laughs> Maverick. Uh, Jurassic World is probably uh, not. Look, you go to see a Jurassic Park movie. There's only been one good Jurassic Park movie. And it's called Jurassic Park. That's right. The rest have never been good. They're just no. dumb fun. It's like Planet of the Apes, right? The first Planet of the Apes movie is a good movie. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park is a good movie. But all the sequels after that are just not good because you can't live up to the first. Okay, when I, mean, I say Planet of the Apes, I mean like the OG Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I actually course. think the uh, Matt Reeves reboot series, the, the Dawn of, Pla- uh, War of, those yeah. are pretty good movies. Those are all pretty solid, but I know but what you're saying. The OG Jurassic Park movies. And same with like Jaws. Like the first Jaws movies are great, but the sequels suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this new Jurassic Park movie, I saw it in a D-box it's uh, for douchebags apparently <laughs> because what it does is like when you watch the movie it moves back and forth and oh and like vibrates so it's like you're on a roller coaster it's not as extreme as the uh, 4dx movies where like they spray water on you if there's water or they mm-hmm. make a cold we don't have that in our area that's only like in new york la and chicago probably yeah but um it made the experience of Jurassic World uh, Dominion a lot more enjoyable because I'm like being like moved around and like shot at. And it was kind of fun, actually. I, for these kind of like stupid roller coaster movies, it was appropriate. I don't want to see, you know, like Schindler's List in this. No. Again. Right. Time. Uh, yeah. Ralph breaks the Internet. Good job. I know you and I didn't go see Ralph Breaks the Internet. Uh, we were probably listening to some music. So what were we listening to? You know, it's funny that you mentioned uh, Kim Kardashian or that we talked about Kim Kardashian breaking the Internet because uh, she is now uh, with Pete Davidson. Uh-huh. And this song is uh, about Pete Davidson and others because it's Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. Thought I'd end up with Sean, but it wasn't a match. Wrote some songs about Ricky Now I listen and laugh Even almost got married And for Pete I'm so thankful Wish I could say thank you to Malcolm Cause he was an angel One taught me love One taught me patience And one taught me pain Now I'm so amazing Alright so let's let's just recap this real quick here huh? Yeah so who was Ricky? Was that Ricky Gervais? Uh, yeah, she uh, he dumped her because she was too religious. Uh, who was Sean? The she thought she ended up with Sean. Was that Sean? Uh, Sean Connery, maybe? Yeah. Was it Ricky Martin, maybe that she was dating? Mm, 
I no? didn't guess why they broke up. If so, <laughs> so then she mentions up Pete, uh, Pete Davidson. Yeah, who's Malcolm? Was it Malcolm in the Middle? Yep, she dated Frankie Muniz <laughs> or Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> Speaking of Planet of the Apes, boy, no, that's uh, Roddy McDowell. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Which probably also wouldn't approve of uh, or wouldn't be into Ariana Grande. That's true. Uh, Malcolm, yeah, Malcolm Jamal Warner, maybe. Yeah, Theo, you're taking the Ariana Grande. <laughs> You know, she says, one Tommy love, one Tommy patience. And she says, like, now I'm so amazing that one uh, one taught me pain. And I'm assuming it's because Pete Davidson and his big dick. Yeah. Maybe she's like, what, like three foot tall? Mm-hmm. And as we all know, thanks to uh, Sharon Stone. Was it Sharon Stone? I think Kate so, Begin- yeah. No, Kate Beginsall. Who said Pete Davidson had a big dick? I mean, he's got to, right? I mean... <laughs> Look, weird, skinny-looking ugly dudes have big dicks. Oh, yep. shit. Steve, you're not skinny anymore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's funny. I, I gained some weight, and I lost it somewhere else. <laughs> Comedy gold, everyone. Comedy gold. Speaking of, uh, today's episode is called Krusty the Clown. Uh, in which, Yeah. Homer finds his calling as a TV recapper. Gross. But his uh, harsh grading causes a brawl with Krusty. Almost killing Homer, Krusty hides out in a real circus and finds happiness there. He finds what, Steve? Happiness. I heard the hat part. What what does he find there? A penis. A A penis. Thank you. We got that sound. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Steve's already regretting the uh, implications. Uh, Can you just repeat after me? Prime minister's mouth. (laughs) Prime minister's mouth. And uh, okay, can you also say in the in the? All right, that's all I need. Okay, okay. We're good. I'm sure nothing ill will happen because of that. We're perfectly fine. Right as rain, as they say. Yeah. Not ready. And can you also say I love I love children. They're the future, so I can clearly say that I love children. Hey, how about we uh we continue drinking our beers and then uh, come back and uh, watch this episode? Sounds like a plan. We'll be right back. I'm so fucking grateful for my And we're back. Today we're talking about Krusty the Clown, the eighth episode of the 30th season. It originally aired on November 25th, 2018. It is episode 647 in the show's run. Your nerd code is XABF22. It was written by Ryan Coe, directed by Matthew Fahenden, and your showrunner is Al Jean. Uh, who was it directed by, Steve? <laughs> Matthew <laughs> Fuck! I, I know we've had him before, and I just I don't know why, but now I have no idea how to say his last name. Fahan? Fagnan? Fagnan? You're probably right. Fahan. Fahan. Yeah. All right. Well. Um. So Ryan Co. We've yes. reviewed many episodes. At, at at this point in time, reviewing mm-hmm. this episode, he has uh what uh seven? Yeah. Credits, and we've reviewed, including this episode, uh. Five? five yeah the first one he wrote was dad behavior way back in season 28 yeah and then then we reviewed his next episode was singing in the lane which we reviewed as our uh, 118th episode i'm assuming that one was about bowling because i don't remember that one i think that's one i don't remember what happens in it but i think it's the one with uh ted Nugent. Ugh. yeah Ugh. <laughs> let's uh not talk about him yeah the next one that he wrote would be this episode, Crest of the Clown. Mm-hmm. And after that, he wrote uh, the season 31 premiere, which was the winter of our monetized content. That was our way back in our 36th episode. Wow. Uh, we were probably uh, more annoying than we are now. Somehow, yeah. Or maybe a little bit more coherent because uh, 
we didn't know what we're hmm. nah, no we were probably yeah. dumb <laughs> we were dumb i assure you yeah then he wrote uh marge the lumber Jill, which was our 97th episode um i remember yeah. enjoying that one because that took place in portland yeah it was a very good episode then after that uh was the dad feelings limited which we haven't reviewed that mm-hmm. that's from season 32 and then we got a season 33 episode which was uh like two years ago or a year ago uh bart the cool kid which we did review that yeah Wait, that was our yeah. Wait, that was our that was in our our run of reviewing current episodes. That's right. Yeah, that was way back Bart, in March. Oh wait, Bart the Cool Kid was that your like your least favorite episode? It was, yeah. Oh no, Ryan. I know. I feel so, like like it's it's funny because winter uh, monetized content I liked, uh, March Lumberjill I liked, yeah. um, singing in the lane I don't think I liked, and I it could I don't know if Teddy Boy just tainted the episode or if I just genuinely didn't like it. Teddy boy. Ted Nugent. That's what I call him. Oh, like <laughs> this was like Ryan Coe's pet name. <laughs> I don't everybody know him as Teddy boy. <laughs> yeah. I again, I don't really remember <laughs> singing the yeah, lane. I know <laughs> we could be doing this like repeated episodes and I probably will be like, I don't remember this. I'm like, no, yeah. you reviewed it like a year ago. I'm like, oh, really? And we have vastly different reviews each time. Do you know how many episodes left right now? If we did not including the new episodes coming uh-huh. up in season 34, but from 11 and beyond, how many more episodes we have left? I'll give you the number. I have it right now. Can and I it, give it, a guess? Yeah, sure. Oh, I, I want to say we've done 170. I want to say like 420. No, no, no. That's too high. You always want to say 420. I know, man. I, I want to say, say 300. <laughs> uh, you would be more delighted if you kept with 420 because what I gave you, um, you'll be a little bit 28 less enthusiastic with your 300. We have 328 episodes left. Okay. Which wow. seems like a lot, but I think that could be done in like three years. How well, does I mean, time work? Well, we've been doing this for three, <laughs> like years, three years and five months basically how many days and how many minutes and how many hours and how many seconds steve i don't want to think about that (laughs) how much time we devoted to this we're gonna be hitting our 200th episode probably either december or january early december i did the math yeah Um, yeah so uh it's like we have a prison sentence and we're kind of like not halfway there but we're kind of close yeah maybe we can start pleading for good behavior yeah will the world be around by the time we're done with this probably not Hmm. at least not as we know it yeah it'll be something weird yeah um but uh yeah so uh for me i think because i actually thought bart the cool kid was was a decent episode from last season and i liked marge the lumber jill yeah i remember i think the winner of our monetized content i think i did like that episode yeah i think we both were uh thought of that one positively yeah well so apparently both of us maybe singing the lane maybe because you remember ted nugent and me not remembering the episode probably is not a good sign yeah i i think so So i think right now out of yeah we're kind of half and half, but uh, we'll yeah. see what happens with Crest of the Clown, right? That's right. We'll see. All right. But here's the thing, too, with, with Ryan. This might uh, sway our minds because he was nominated for the Writers Guild of America Award for Outstanding Writing in Animation in the 71st, of course, Writers Guild of America Awards uh, because of this episode. He was nominated, but he didn't win. Should That's we, right. Should we uh, nominate him for the 130 Simpsons podcast awards of Ryan Coe episodes? Yeah, the Coeys. Well, the Coeys, Yes. <laughs> He won I, one for Marge the Lumberjill and uh, the winner of our monetized content. We know he won those coes. Right. And he was nominated for part of the cool head. <laughs> the co-head. The, yeah, he's a co-head. That's what oh. I originally wanted to call it. Bart the co-head because he's just a big narcissist because of all those uh, awards he's nominated for and doesn't win. All right, Steve. Well, let's just talk about this episode. All righty. Our episode begins, as it always does, in the hallways of Springfield Elementary, home of the Daily Fourth Gradient. The school newspaper is having an editorial meeting. 
The editor, Lisa Simpson, praises Hubert for his work on the cafeteria gravy story. The article answered a lot of questions, but raised many more. The headline reads, A Long Way Brown, Requiem for Lunch, the last of a 12-part series. Uh, two frame papers hang on the wall, one with the article, Glue Sticks, Deaths in a Tube, and the other one, Steroids and the Wiffle Ball Home Run Surge. Uh, and so between those two papers is a door. Principal Skinner walks through that door with a with the thing that a journalist hates the most, news. Seymour informs the students that the paper is hemorrhaging money. The previous month alone, it lost $32. <laughs> don't like uh, elementary school newspapers free. Yeah. How do they lose money? I don't know. <laughs> I think the only thing like publication wise in high, like in schools that we needed money for was yearbooks. That's where like you would get the ads. Right. You know, there'd be the local, uh, the local diner that, you know, you know, paid an ad in the, the yearbooks. But uh, yeah, but then they also made money because you had to buy. Right. They were so expensive. Right. I only bought my freshman for, for high school. I only bought my freshman and my senior yearbooks. I didn't buy sophomore and junior yearbooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I did the same thing. I think mostly because I, 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 I that's when like sophomore or sophomore and junior was a peak puberty. Like, right. <laughs> like, like complete zits all over her face. So I didn't want to remember those photos or, remember yeah. or see those photos. I'm still waiting for my balls to drop, but you know, <sighs> here we are. I'm still are going you- through puberty. Are yearbooks still a thing that people do? They're probably like tablets. <laughs> it's probably yeah. like a, a jump drive. No, that's even dated. It's probably a, right. a QR code. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which you still have to pay like $100 for. <laughs> yeah. What's next? It's a TikTok it's thing. NFTs. That's, <laughs> yeah. You know, Okay. So, you know, it's weird. Uh, so, um, as you uh, fans know, we, we have a new logo uh, thanks to uh, our new graphic designer. Yep. Uh, well done, uh, GraphBot4000. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, so I'm going to change the logo on our our um, Twitter account, and so it says like choose file. It says like choose file or choose NFT. I'm like, what? oh wow, <laughs> you make an NF your NFT your your Twitter handle. Wait a minute, see, should we should we turn our logo into an NFT? Um, probably not. Yeah, <laughs> so they seem evil, even though I don't yeah. fully understand them. But yeah, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. Uh, Number one listener, Timothy, will buy it for a whopping 39 cents. So <laughs> good job, Timothy. Yeah, thanks, Timothy. For the NFT. Of <laughs> a fate much worse than uh, Seth Green in our movie won't get made. Yeah. <laughs> I think there, there's maybe one one thing that's blocking us from making a, a annoying Grunt Boy Simpsons movie, Steve. There might be one thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, I love when Skinner is just like a background jokester of like, yeah, just with his like, <laughs> Uh, bad news. $32. <laughs> well, Lisa feels that uh, you can't put a price on truth, pointing out that she now has a source to speak on all of the recent bombardment concussions. And then we cut to Lisa recording Coach Crump cheerfully saying bombardment over and over again. <sighs> Is this the end of Coach Crump? Because I'm fine with that. Yeah, me too. I never liked him as a side character. That's all he does. Care about the bombardment. Um, so anyways, that's not enough for Skinner. He feels that he has to bring a new editor, a fifth grader, who somehow turned the school's poetry magazine into a cash-blasting fire hose. It's uh, Billy on the sheets. No, wait. <laughs> The sheets of news? There you go. Well, it's a Billy of a street. Yeah, Billy in the sheets, Eichner on the streets. Preschool is over, news skanks. Today is going to be like Carrie Underwood hosting the Country Music Awards. We're in for a lot of changes. You, I can tell you're a real talent. Get out, you're fired. See, no one's safe. Fidget spinner. What are you doing? Hubert's a good journalist. 
Good journalism ain't paying the pizza man, toots. We are going online only. Pop culture quizzes, sponsored lists, headlines that grab you by the book bag. You won't believe what Millhouse looks like now. You bet your book bag I won't. But you can't just turn the school paper into online clickbait. We have a responsibility to our- Oh my god, it's still talking. I hate you so much I'm giving you the most important job at this swipe rag. You're a what? I'm a recapper. Huh? What? A TV recapper. I watch every episode of a show, then write a summary, followed by snarky comments and a letter grade. Well, sometimes I do worry I have the wrong opinions about what I've just seen. Uh, the last bit of a TV recapper and Marge's like, yeah, huh? what? <laughs> like they'd be like explaining to a, an older person like, what a podcast and what you do is like, what? <laughs> like Marge's like delivery is so good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then her end line too. Of, she's like, sometimes she worries about having the wrong opinions. <laughs> Let's talk about the streets man himself. Billy Eichner. Good use of Billy Eichner. Can't wait to see so much more of him in this episode. So this episode came out when? Uh, 2018. So it's, this is well into like Billy Eichner is well known, I think, pop culturally, at least. Yeah, so. for sure. Because we've had Billy on the streets. And then I think. Difficult people had already come and probably yes, gone at this point. Right. Great but, show, by the way. But of, but of course, you know, when they record and 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 uh, film the Simpsons episodes in front of live studio, it's like two years probably before. Um, yeah. <laughs> before it airs. The, the uh, where was my first? Did I watch Billy on the Street before he was on Parks and Rec as a, a weird... What was this character had a really weird name. I forgot what it was. Yeah, it was a dumb, dumb name. The stupidest name ever. I mean, they should just cancel that name. <laughs> His name was Craig. Uh, <laughs> but I was so excited. I'm watching Parks and Rec was one of my favorite shows back then. And mm-hmm. A character named Craig. I'm like, that's me. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, his name and the way he acts is like, I like... <laughs> I, I mean, I'll just say, like, I, I've always loved Billy Eichner, and I just love that persona of a character that he is. Just like, oh that yeah, very snarky, judgmental, but also accepting character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a very fun character, and I think yeah, I've been doing Billy on the Street beforehand. That's how he probably got the gig on Parks and Rec in the last season, only like the last season or two. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Billy on the Street started in 2011. Oh geez, wow, wow, yeah. And then Parks and Rec, uh, uh, the last two, the last, it ended in 2015. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that how. So it was the Billy on the Street. I was, because that was a Funnier Die exclusive. And I remember, I think, like going on to like Funnier Die, like that was <laughs> one of the, yeah, that was one of the few shows I'm like, must see web TV. Like, ooh, there's yeah. a new Billy on the Street. There's a new Between Two Ferns. Those are like the biggest ones for me. Yeah. Those are like, honestly, those are the two most lasting things for me of uh, Funnier Die. And now they're dead? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they'll make another uh, Between Two Ferns someday. You know, it's funny. I rewatched the Between Two Ferns movie on Netflix. Weird. And, and they were really happy for, for me. They're about to take it down. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the best part of that movie is the credits where they show the outtakes. I know. It's some of the best. Yeah. Just show. Just give us all the outtakes. That's all. <laughs> I just want to see people's reaction to when Zach Elvin asked. Piece asked of cheese. So good. Uh, well, my favorite joke was when uh, in that movie was the uh, the chicken strip joke, <laughs> and then oh, Lauren yeah. Lapkus's character was like, "I've never seen the chicken strip." <laughs> Referring to the the dancing stripping, exactly. Don't remember that joke verbatim, but you know, there we are. It was good. Um, uh, two other articles that were uh, on the on Billy's tablet were uh, "Pick your favorite teacher, and we'll tell you the date of your death." <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> I got Largo. Oh, I'm gonna die on Christmas. 
And then uh, 12 Horses That Love Buzz Cola. <laughs> uh, the uh, horses from uh, Dustin Hoffman, short-lived HBO show, oh, uh, Luck. They loved uh, <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> right. Or I don't know. They loved to die. I forget what it was. <laughs> it's okay to make fun of horses, right? They're not going to. They're not going to cancel us, right? No. But don't make fun of horses because they're the glue that holds the society together. That was good. All right. <laughs> Take that big horse. Dick horse. Big horse. Like the industry, not like well, one giant horse. Dick horse, big horse, big dick horse. <laughs> when we think of horses, we kind of just think of big dicks. Yeah, Mr. Ed. That's why the man talked to him. How come that hasn't been rebooted yet? Watch just, the yeah. liberal media is going to make it Mrs. Ed or just Ed. It and it'll be a, a, a horse of color. <laughs> yeah. Or Miss Ed's pronouns. They Ed. <laughs> way to go. Woke liberal Hollywood. Ruining Nay, they. <laughs> Nay, they. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Lisa turns on the TV to see Krusty, Sideshow Mel, and Mr. Teeny dancing in grass skirts and coconut bras. With a defeated sigh, Lisa realizes that this isn't her. She's not some loser recapping a TV show. Wait, what? After all, what kind of person can just spew out an endless stream of knee-jerk reactions? God, pathetic. Uh, just then, Homer walks in and declares that they should uh, give out candy at Thanksgiving and stuffing at Halloween. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with well, that. Think about it. Think about it. It's like, okay, candy at Thanksgiving because you're thanks for getting candy. Yeah, you're thankful. And then, you know, it's it's cold. You're going to go trick-or-treating. Some nice uh, warm stuffing. Sounds nice. Well, I'm thinking like stuffing on Halloween because you got to stuff the pumpkin back up because you just gutted it. That's true. And then that falls out of the eyes and nose and mouth and looks gross. Yeah. Uh, they should just give out stuffing for every ho- holiday. I agree. <laughs> just like on 4th of July, you just get an in, in, in ice cream cone. Uh, but that's summertime. Uh, do you yeah. really eat stuffing on in the summer? When you have stuffing on a bagel, you can have stuffing <laughs> anytime. All right. Um, case dismissed. You won. Alrighty. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Lisa comments that her father has a lot of strong opinions and and suggests that uh, he sit down, watches TV, and shares his thoughts. An Itchy and Scratchy episode is on entitled Death Swarmed Over and begins with Itchy putting Scratchy on a spit and then setting the cat on fire. Mm, Yes, cat's on fire. Mm. (laughs) Uh, The cartoon mouse then (laughs) shaves some of the the scratchy meat. (laughs) And scratches eyeballs onto a plate and serves it to uh, a table of uh, Persian kitties. It's funny because they're not actually Persian kitties. They're just kitties who happen to be Persian because <laughs> that area of the world is shawarma is more popular. Yes. <laughs> so funny. It's a very, there's some funny, not thinky jokes, but uh, there's some good, there's another good joke here later in this episode that I thought was great. So anyways, one of the patrons douses the food with hot sauce. Causing the meat to scream in pain. I know when my meat is doused with hot, doused with hot sauce, I scream in pain. Chalula. <laughs> Why is there hot sauce on my meat? <laughs> uh, so Lisa turns on the dictation on her phone and prepares to hear her father's thoughts. Hmm. The mouse and the cat hate each other. That feels real to me. It was quite a ride and I was on board until the shawarma screamed. <laughs> Very disappointing. An instant classic. You were born to describe TV at a fourth grade level. (laughs) Would you recap the Krusty Show for my school paper? All you have to do is watch TV and say things about it. Just say things about TV. (laughs) Krusty, a recapper, is now reviewing your show. Let me see that. Monologue seemed endless. 
Pi clearly hits face of stunt double. Overuse of comedic rule of three! Pfft, why would I possibly care about the opinion of this pathetic bottom feeder? So you know how every week at the end of our podcast, we have like a little stinger? Mm-hmm. There's so many quotes in this I, episode yeah. that could be stingers. And just from this one clip that we played, I'm like, ooh, that could be a good quote. Because it all kind of relates to us and like how I feel like to, it relates to us of like... <laughs> Because we're a recap podcast. Absolutely. Uh, I, I had the exact same thought. I'm like, I'm really excited to see what Craig puts at the stinger. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, stress involved in that. <laughs> I don't know what to do. There's too many things from that one clip. <sighs> yeah. I'll just probably put uh, Homer going dough or something. That, that's good. I, I like yeah. I like that direction. <laughs> yeah. um, I do think it's funny that Sideshow uh, <laughs> Mel's alerted to a fourth grade newspaper <laughs> reviewing their show and Krusty's upset by it. Well, here, here's what I think it is. There's Google Alerts. So I'm oh, thinking yeah, what true. it is. He maybe like types in like Sideshow Mel or Krusty in Google Alerts. And maybe, because oh, and here's what it is. Billy on the street, Billy Eichner made the paper all digital now. So any oh, yeah. digital. Uh, so your your thoughts are invalid, Steve, because it's That's logical true. now. Yeah. What do you think yeah. about that? Are you going to cry? I, well, I, I'm not going to cry. <clears throat> well, I think I might need a new anno- annoyed ground boy who uh, could catch on things like that. Really? I'm free? <laughs> now uh, I might cry tears of joy. No, I'm just going to probably um, have you murdered and then just have an, a new Steve replace you. But you're you're what, the third Third or fourth? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That bit died a long time ago, much yeah. like a lot of our bits. I'll be Ben Riley. Um you'll be Bet and Early. Ben Riley. Oh, oh, from the TV Spider-Man. That's right. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just say uh, our old bits that are uh we never bring up anymore, you know? Yeah. It's a tale as old as time. Beauty and the beast. No, no, the other old tale that we used to bring up all the time. You know, that little insect creature. The scary tale, Steve. Jiminy Cricket? That one bit we used to do all the time. So I could play this drop, you know, from the band with the animal that has a scary tale. The scorpion. Oh, the scorpion's tail. Sorry. It's fine. I forget things, too. Uh, Would you like to remember what Homer wrote in his review? (laughs) You just tell me. Okay. Uh, So this is what uh, Homer actually typed. How do you know, or at least the beginning of it, how do you know a clown should call it quits? Is it when his monologue seems endless? Is it when he throws a pie that clearly hits the face of a stunt double? Or maybe it's the day he no longer makes you laugh. Undoubtedly, this was the best episode of the season, but it still fell short. It's a pale shadow of the show that used to be the gold standard in afternoon clown-based kids TV. But still, at some level, it was a thrilling return to form. But at another more important level, it was terrible. But still pretty good. But not really good at all. All right, Steve, let's save that review for like every review we do now. Yeah, I know, we'll just, yeah. We'll just say that. Because <laughs> that's the way it is. You know, we like, well, it's good, but it sucks. But it's good, but it sucks. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot in this uh, episode that uh, it's very self-defacing on The Simpsons cartoon itself. Yeah. Uh, uh, jokes. And I think uh, there's one coming up that's pretty good. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Cressy then sees that the recapper gave him a B minus. Angrily pushes everything off the counter. Uh, later at uh, the Jewish deli, Cressy received a, a notice on his phone that the daily fourth gradient has given him a C plus. Rage feels crusty again and pushes a pastrami sandwich along with everything else on his table to the ground. And then in the sauna, Cressy gets yet another notice saying that he got a C minus. He goes to push away the hot stones, but three of them land on his crotch. 
most likely singeing his pubes and burning his scrot. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's a fun use of the rule of three, right? It is. It's good heightening because he keeps on getting a, low, a lower grade. So, yeah. What if uh, maybe... Maybe Cressy shaves. Maybe he doesn't have pubic hair. That's possible, yeah. He's probably got like like his hair. Like there's like <laughs> like one tuft on top and then two on the side. <laughs> well, no, the tuft is on his testicles, like his top, and then the, the side is like the pubic area. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Steve, let me draw this picture for you. <laughs> there it is. Uh that's my shirt. I'm gonna do uh Cresty the Clown penis and pubes. <laughs> Can I sell hey. that on T Public? I'm sure it's fine. Can you just put hey hey kids on it? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Steve, it's because you know you like uh, what is it again? Um, kids and hot naked orgy. Yow. That's what I thought. That's and what right. else? Kids and vodka. Yow. <laughs> we got a brand. Um, we go back to 742 Evergreen Terrace, and Homer is about to head out into his car as he dictates the latest review of the Krusty the Clown show. He says that the show pulled out all the stops, which was a huge mistake since many of the stops should have been left in. He then gives the show a D plus. Uh, rating and then he hits the street and he's followed silently by Krusty in a red Tesla. I'll teach you to insult a thin-skinned Hollywood narcissist. Oh, Tesla, your 900 pound feet of silent instant torque is the perfect killing machine. Where do I know that guy? Vengeful <laughs> 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 clown! Krusty is trying to murder me. If he does, it'll be the first time he's killed in years. I'm not funny. You want to see something really humor? Running me off the road. Clearly a murderer out of ideas. Cut the light my show! Why is it season four again? Are you... He calls the Tesla like 900 pounds. Steve, I, I did some research. Uh, oh, Tesla yeah. weighs anywhere from 2,000 to about 6,000 pounds. So, wow. Remember when like we wanted to have a Tesla? Mm-hmm. And now we're just like, yeah, maybe your CEO wasn't a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of other electric cars on the market where there are CEOs who probably are equally as evil, but at least they don't tweet about it. Right. They're more quietly evil. Yeah. I like the quiet evils, you know? Yeah. <laughs> See something, don't say something, right? <laughs> right. That's good uh, advice to follow. Uh, don't take uh, the annoyed grunt boy Craig's advice. No. Um, I, I like uh, Homer being like, what is it, season four again? Yeah, that was why I was referencing. There was some yeah. like meta jokes, and that is definitely... <laughs> is that the uh, is that the if there's one season if you were if aliens were to come down to earth and say um we are going to kill you mm-hmm. unless you tell us what the best season of the simpsons is then we'll spare you what season do we represent to the aliens or do we say just kill us i mean I, i'm all for death always <laughs> but um i have to say that for me or, i hmm. think I want to say either seven or eight is my favorite. Ooh, that might be controversial, I think, with uh, Simpsons, because that's kind of the, in, the, in the zeitgeist where the Simpsons are kind of like jumping the shark. I mean, they, they didn't, but that's where I go. Right. Like, old school fans like, oh, it's just too cartoony now. But like, look at season so seven. Good. Yeah. 
and you got Radioactive Man, you got Bart Sells the Soul, you got Lisa the Vegetarian, you got King Size Homer, Mother Simpson, uh, the 138th uh, Simpson Spectacular, March Be Not Proud, Two Bad Neighbors, The Dress Episode, um, Bart the Fink, Lisa's I- I- Iconoclast. I mean, they're just all 22 short films about Springfield, The Flying Hellfish, um, Homer Palooza. Like, those are all some, uh, Summer of Four Foot Two. Like, that's like all hits. Hmm. Those are good episodes. I'm going to have to say as much as I, I think I'm going to go with season six. Season six. Yeah. And here's why. Because the last episode is who shot Mr. Burns part one. Oh, and the aliens can't kill us because they're going to want to know who shot Mr. Burns. Good move. Actually, that is a very good season too. <laughs> I think it really is like, I, honestly, I go with like seasons. Really, it's it is seasons like. Fuck it. I'll say season one. There's just too much nostalgia yeah. for me. I love season one. I, it's seasons one through ten. I agree. It's the ones we can't watch. I know. But the one season I think would probably be uh, five. For me, yeah. I think it might be five. Five is five yeah. is very good. Yeah. Uh, any of the Conan seasons, I think. But five isn't uh, the monorail episode in season five. Mars versus yeah. the monorail is that season four. Actually, that's, that's season four, I think. Oh, is Homer Goes to College in four? Uh, Mr. Plow, Mars versus the monorail. Um, last exit to Springfield. Oh yeah, season four might actually be. Is is that uh, Homer goes to college? Um, give me the fucking answer, Stephen. I'm looking, Stephen. That's uh, season five. Oh no, man! So season four or five? Okay, I think I just have a soft spot for Homer goes to college. Yeah, I just think that's such a fun episode. So I guess I'll go season five. Season five or four. Mm. I know. So maybe tough. Homer is right in this episode. That's season four. <laughs> so a funnier joke was like, like. <laughs> Why can't you get Conan O'Brien back to write your show, Krusty? Or something like that. That would have been really funny, yeah. Um, there's a line in this in that clip, too. I don't know if it's a, t- uh, a mistake or not, but Krusty goes, oh, I'm not funny anymore. And then he says, you want to see something really humor. Something really humor or humorous? No, it's I'm looking at the uh, close captioning right now. It says, oh. you want to see something really humor. So it's just the close captioning. No, it's he actually says it too. Oh, oh, he did. It's, it's yeah, humor like uh, the bone, the hum, the humorous. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's just an interesting way to go. Yeah, um, don't forget in my uh, uh, Cresty the clown uh, penis drawn, he will be circumcised. I will keep it. That makes sense. <laughs> Although that that'd be a good episode for the Simpsons. Like in season three or four, we find out that Cresty hasn't been circumcised. So there's a whole episode where he has to get circumcised. Yeah, <laughs> the kids love that kind of storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, wacky, uh, moil yeah. character. I mean, I know that uh, like SpongeBob did that already, and <laughs> I think the Baby Shark episode covers circumcision. Yeah, I think so. Yo, Gabba Gabba. That's all they talk about. Yeah, that that uh, dog cop show. Uh, uh, Paw Patrol. Yeah, there it is. Do, do you think there's a Paw Patrol episode where they talk about neutering? <laughs> <laughs> like, so they like what? Kids, the reason why your dog doesn't have genitals is they, they were neutered. They do. I guess kids don't care why their dog doesn't have genitals. I don't think. I think if they do care, you should get them checked out because that's that's worrisome. <laughs> also, uh, Homer distracted driving, uh, texting and driving. Even at this time, we knew that was bad. It's true. I mean, it's, it was always bad, but you know, this is when where Michelle Obama was telling us not to. Right. Wait, what yours is? Uh, uh, and Melania Trump probably was telling us not to. <laughs> yeah. Don't bully. Yeah. Be good or be kind or. Yeah. Have, have we seen? Uh, is she still around? Like we haven't seen her in public, have we? No, I think that she's probably moved on, and we just <laughs> haven't heard about it yet. Yeah. <laughs> not until. Uh, what happens when uh, Trump is reelected in twenty twenty four? Is there going to be a, like a new Melania, or do you think? Or do you think? Oh, you know what's going to happen is uh, 
I don't know. I think uh, Colin Jost and ScarJo are going to break up and ScarJo Hansen will be uh, married to the, the Donald Trump by then, right? I can see that happening. Yeah, that, that tracks. I think to prove that Trump's not a white supremacist, he'll probably marry a person of color. So uh, we'll go with uh, Candace Owens. There we go. Yeah. That yeah. wonderful person. Not a political podcast. Anyway, so Cresty with his car on autopilot continues to choke Homer as they both drive up a long and windy road. Thanks, Paul McCartney. <laughs> long and windy road. Is that DePaul or John right yeah. that? Or both? Feels like a Paul song. Long and... Yeah, it sounds like a Paul song. Probably wrote it about uh, Linda. Sure. <laughs> long and windy happy trip. Uh, R.E.P. Linda. They managed yeah. to take a turn after turn, curve after curve, and both men are then distracted by a billboard, which features a <laughs> sexy lady in a bikini saying, say no to distracted driving, which I thought was great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the two cars then hit the billboard and Krusty and Homer fly out the windshield of each of their cars. And then they're going down a hill, hitting the ground several times. Krusty puts his hands around Homer's neck, choking him. Now, how does it feel, Homer? Huh? That's what that's what Bart feels. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> as they each are airlifting gurneys attached to a separate helicopter, Krusty is still choking Homer. How many times has Homer been airlifted from, <laughs> from a, a wreck? Yeah. I happen to wonder if is this like the Springfield Gorge that they fell off of? Oh. Like way back, you know, when Bart was the daredevil, because they did a lot of falls kind of like that. So if not, it was like, if so, it was a good callback. Wait, when was uh, when was that episode? That's like or that's like season, season two, right? It was like season two. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say if it was like season four, which I know it's not like that would have been a funny like reference. Like oh, season yeah. Four, and then they reference. But that's also like this episode has so many like, just like that has so many like meta I'm using the word meta, right? Or just so many no, yeah. insights, soaps, and jokes. Whereas if you listen to like the audio commentaries, or you're in like Matt Groening, like his favorite episode is still like Bart Daredevil. Right. I think probably to this day, because that's probably the last episode he watched. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, would, do you think Matt Groening actually watches the Simpsons, like full episodes? Probably not. And if he does, he's probably not happy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, that dog's acting like a human. <laughs> Fuck this show. Ah, I'm going back to disenchantment. <laughs> and he's like, uh, uh, I gotta try it in the next episode of Disenchantment. <laughs> Falls asleep. Stuck on, yeah. <laughs> Season three, episode two. I mean, not nothing knocking Disenchantment at all. Or no, <laughs> I kind of are, but I, I love everybody in it, and I like the first season a lot. Second season was good, and maybe even better. And I don't know why. I just don't have any desire. It's because there's too much TV on TV, and we find out the reason why later in this episode, right? Exactly. Wow. But uh, back to where we're at now. Homer is sitting on the stretcher next to an ambulance, receiving care from the paramedics. The police are on the scene looking for foul play. Bart rides up on his bike uh, saying, please be okay. Please be okay. If anything <laughs> happened to you, I don't know what I'd do. He uh, runs towards Homer and then does a quick left turn and then runs to Krusty looking for a sign that his world isn't over. Krusty opens his eyes and makes a declaration. Don't look at my trunk. But if you do, a Chinese doctor says I need it. Oh, you're okay. All right, tell me who assaulted you and we'll bring him in. Uh, unless it's gangs. Or motorcycle guys. A motorcycle guy will whip you right in the face with his chain. He doesn't care. Christy tried to run me off the road! But I'm still alive. C+. plus. <laughs> Don't worry, Christy. I know a place where the police will never find you. Yeah, good luck, kid. But I'm a big-time TV celebrity. The last thing I could ever do is blend in. Uh, so what do you think uh, is in Krusty's trunk and that the Chinese doc doctors prescribed to him is? I, th I think it is 
probably shaved shark fin. Oh, I was thinking more sexual. Well, no, that's isn't that what that's for? Doesn't that is it? I thought it was just like cure, uh, impotence. I mean, no, I've been told that it cures impotence. Doesn't it cure impotence? One wouldn't want to spend forty nine ninety five for a small vial if it didn't cure impotence. No, no, it, it does the opposite. Actually, you can't get a boner for at least uh, three months if you eat oh. it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. You to- need a shark semen to the uh, in your mouth uh, to uh, give you a boner. Yeah, I mean, does that actually do anything, or you, you just turn on by the act? No, I'm just telling you, telling you that you, Steve, need oh. shark semen in your mouth <laughs> so uh, I can get a boner. <laughs> Look, I got some weird kinks, all right? The internet yeah. ruined me. You spent some time in San Jose. What can I say? I'm just saying uh, that I need to blow a, a blow a goalie. So. <laughs> in San Jose, a shark. Yeah. Right. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I just remember watching a, a Gordon Ramsay documentary where he, he was trying to end the shark fin thing. And I thought it was just, was it, I thought it was just like like an expensive meal. Like, ooh, maybe it is. Yeah. Not, but yeah. No, like yeah, you're right. There is a, there's a soup. Yeah. Maybe it's ground rhino horn. There's something. That's what it is. There's something that is used in Chinese medicine that is horrible to animals, but is known to help, uh, you know, people with sex. Steve, are you saying ancient Chinese secret? (laughs) I'll never tell. Okay, so how dated is that reference? It's an old uh, ad for a, a, a what was the laundry? brand? There's a laundry detergent. Uh, yeah. Calco or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's <laughs> a laundry detergent. See, even we don't know the reference, but we know the reference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't but, think it's a detergent that exists anymore. No. It's probably some horrible name. <laughs> yeah. Laundry be good. That's not that horrible. <laughs> it, before the clip, though, I kind of saw the joke coming where it was when Bart's like, if there's. I can't, if I lose you, uh, you know, uh, nothing will be the same. And you know, he was going for Krusty. Oh, yeah. Bart's fine if Homer dies. Ooh, I have an idea for an episode. I'm going to pitch it right now. Okay. It'll be like, uh, oh, you know what they should do is kind of a semi sequel to, uh, not a sequel, but like kind of the same episode where Lisa goes to the fortune teller and sees her future in the year 2010. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she marries Hugh Grant. And <laughs> that episode, not. Not the actor Hugh Grant, but it's right. a classic episode from what season? Is that from one of your seasons that you liked? Season seven, six? Yeah, season seven, I think. They're at the, the Ren Fair, and yeah. it's one of those few episodes where they do a future Simpsons. I think it was the first one where they actually do a future Simpsons episode, right? Yeah. Um, but they do the same thing with Bart, but then, like, in his reality, like, Homer dies, and maybe the end is like Bart loves his father. Like, he doesn't want he, the fortune teller type of thing says, like, this all could change or whatever. Then he goes and hugs uh, Homer at the end. Oh, that's sweet. That would be a good episode. So it'd be like an episode where like, maybe it doesn't go that far in the future, but maybe it's more like in high school, Bart hi- high school age and Homer dies mm-hmm. or he <clears> has <throat> been dead. Yeah. And you can still do the funny jokes of like who Marge is like dating Lenny or Carl, or maybe she's in a poly relationship with Lenny and Carl. Like, I like yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> and throw the episode at Bart is at first aloof about Homer. But then realizes how much he misses him. And yeah. And maybe some of the things that he's missing out, he sees Kirk and and Millhouse doing fathery in their teenage years, like being father, like learning to drive type of thing. Um, yeah. Just kind of like those things, those milestones as as a teenage boy with your father. Yeah. How to shave, how to put on a condom. That's gross, Steve. Why would your dad ever show you how to shave? It's just natural. I know. You figure it out. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so Bart takes Krusty <laughs> to one place where he can blend in a circus. But Krusty doesn't understand why a circus. But Bart explains that is because he's a clown. And at first, uh, Krusty is insulted, but then looks down at himself and sees that uh, he is, in fact, a clown. 
Our second act begins with Krusty realizing that unlike the uh, trapeze-sucking tent fluffers around him, he's a TV clown. He then goes on to say that circus clowns don't speak, while he performs to the camera with a finely honed subtlety. He then shouts out, hey, hey, to the screen and gives his trademark laugh. <laughs> Bart tries to quiet his oh, hero was, down. Was that it? No. Uh, that's pretty bad. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> Bart, Bart tries to quiet his hero down, reminding Krusty that the cops are looking for him and, and they have a $50,000 reward on his, on his head for capture. Krusty can't go back to jail because he just quit smoking. Uh, Bart <laughs> then gives Krusty an orange Afro wig and a green rubber nose to wear and Krusty heads to the ringmaster for an interview. That is a good joke of the, uh, <laughs> yeah. I can't go back to jail, I just quit smoking. <laughs> um, oh, you have a clip? Yeah. All right, play the clip, Steve. So what do you call yourself? Soggy. Soggy the Clown. But we already had a Soggy. Nah, nah, you're thinking of Moisty. You're hired. So, Soggy, uh, what's your act? Well, I can introduce cartoons, pretend to enjoy children's breakfast cereal. Oh, and I completely blow my stack when someone takes my parking space. You sound like a TV clown. Oh, no, 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 no. I hate TV clowns from how you just said that. <laughs> TV clowns. Riding four to a car like royalty, eating their stew from a bowl instead of cupped hands. And you know who's the worst? Is that white-faced Judas. Krusty. Wait, circus clowns hate Krusty? Don't you? In my way, I've hated him all my life. Yeah, you get it, Soggy. You're a good kid. Anyway, this is where you eat, this is where you sleep, and this is where you sweep up the elephant crap. So all three in this cage... Efficient, right? Uh, that's such a good uh, meta line of a. Everyone, uh, all clowns hate Krusty, don't you? Like uh, for some reason, <laughs> or I've always had it in a way. <sighs> Do we have clowns anymore? Uh, what about those fools in Congress? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've, I've never been to a circus. I was going to ask you that question. I'd never been to a circus either. I remember as a kid, you'd go to like a grocery store, or even like a 7-Eleven, there'd be like a stack of like the Ringling Brothers or some other like circuses in town. Here's a free ticket. And yeah. like, I'd grab them. I'm like, oh boy, I can't wait. And like, oh, I don't have a car and my parents don't want to take me. Right. And no one wants to go. Aww. But I'm glad I didn't go. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, Let's thank our parents. <laughs> yeah, I think that like probably the only, I mean, I would imagine that, you know, the Ringling Brothers or Barnum and Bailey or whatever are probably still around, but uh, probably the ones that make the money are the Cirque du, Cirque du Soleil ones. I think anyone where there's not animals being used. Yeah. I think those are okay because uh, cruelty, bad. Right. Cruelty, bad, especially to animals. <laughs> Dancing, good. Dancing Acrobats, good. good. Yeah. Hurting animals, bad. Yes, we agree. Unless, uh, unless they're cows or chickens or fish, <laughs> and we put them in our mouths. Right, because then that's okay. After they've been cooked properly. That's right. Unless they're uh, raw fish and they're sushi grade, then we're okay, we're okay with that too. Yeah, or uh, raw Steak tartare. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, not a fan. Uh, no. The uh, raw beef. <laughs> they should have steak tartare sushi. I could see that being a thing. <laughs> no, they shouldn't have that. No. Yeah, every now and then I see news about like, uh, just rednecks eating like raw beef and it's just weird and gross anyway i mean i'll cook this sometimes if i cook a steak and it might be mm -hmm. too rare i'm like oh, maybe i should cook this again but 
in actuality, it's okay for you because as long as you have the surface seared and cooked properly, all the bacteria is cooked mm-hmm. off of that. So even if like the your steak in the middle, it hasn't been exposed to oxygen when you cut it, it's fine because there's no bacteria in that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. As long as that sear on the outside is good, then then you're fine. So I wouldn't worry about like if your meat's too red or pink. Or red, actually. Right. Um, so we saw in that clip, uh, Scuzzle the Clown. And this is his first appearance proper on the show. Ooh, but he was mentioned in um, I Don't Want to Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. They just mentioned him because there's a bank robbery. And I think Krusty saves the day. And he mentioned some dirty clowns. That episode also features uh, Ted Newton, ironically. It's been on multiple <laughs> times. He's appeared in two more episodes since this episode as well as a big part in uh, Tapped Out. There's another Scuzz of the Clown in the cartoon Beetlejuice based on the movie, which ran for four seasons, uh, three on ABC and one on Fox. Do you remember that cartoon? Uh, the Scuzz of the Clown cartoon? Yeah. Uh, Beetlejuice? Yeah, of course I remember Beetlejuice. I mean, like, wasn't there like Burger King or McDonald's toys? Probably Burger yeah. King. Yeah, probably Burger King. I'm assuming Dan Castellano did the voice of Beetlejuice. I don't know. <laughs> I can definitely see that. I think maybe it was... Uh, it could have been Val Kilmer or George Clooney. <laughs> Christian Bell was still a kid then. Definitely not Ben Affleck. Definitely not Robert Pattinson. <laughs> yeah, he was just sperm then. <laughs> Moody sperm. <laughs> still walk too slow. <laughs> like, oh yeah, the Batman did walk really slow. I need to rewatch that movie. <laughs> it's like the loud stomping that he did, <laughs> the walking as the Batman, like the criminals are standing. I just like walk with the brisk pace and you can escape him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why he's the horror monster in a horror movie. Okay, maybe I like this movie more now. He's it's like when you watch monster. like yeah, it's like when you watch yeah, that or like you know like a Jason or like a Jason movie, right? Where mm-hmm. the the or Mike Myers where they're walking slow like no. <laughs> oh, that's what the Batman is. Okay. Hmm. Um yeah, I, I watched the Beetlejuice cartoon, of course. I found it to be very visually interesting, like the animation style. Yeah. And just, uh, I think they threw in a little bit of CGI before that was in vogue. I, I feel like it was a more ambitious cartoon than it needed to be for being. Yeah, because you know, it, like... it, it was just uh, him and Lydia. They didn't have the I think her parents were in it a couple of times, but you didn't have you didn't have the Alec Baldwin or Gina Davis ghost characters in the cartoon. Right. And you really lived in the neither world world. Yeah. Where, and that was fun. It was fun escapism. You know, we've had so many movie sequels and uh, nostalgia reboots and remakes or whatever you know we just had top gun beetlejuice is still on the the list i think tim burton is i think tim burton still attached to do it yep they're saying 2025 and i mean of course you gotta get keaton i mean keaton's only in the first beetlejuice movie for like 15 minutes yeah it's really a memorable yeah it's really gina davis and alec baldwin and yeah uh, one on a writer I mean, really, if they're going to do a sequel to Beetlejuice, I, I kind of just continue with Beetlejuice. I don't think, well, one, you can't really do Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis again unless they do that weird, like, de-aging technology because they're ghosts. They're dead. Right, yeah. I would want Winona Ryder back in it just to keep that connection from the first movie. But if they don't connect the first movie, just make it a different Beetlejuice movie. That's what they're going to do. They're going to rely on nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. And they're going to have like Beetlejuice has been called up, do some shit again. So it's going to be like a soft reboot, much the way of like a Top Gun was kind of just a remake. The Top Gun Maverick was a remake of Top Gun in in kind of a way. Um, the Jurassic Worlds and your your Force Awakens of Star Wars, mm-hmm, right? And then like maybe end third act, then one Oda writer shows up as her character to like 
take Beetlejuice down again. That, that's what's going to be right. I think, that, yeah, definitely. I think that's the way it goes because, yeah, that's what they do now. Is they just basically remake the new movie but make it shinier. But for uh, Batman joke sense, I think it'd be funny if you get all actors who played Batman that are currently living to show up as like an alternate Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would be hilarious. <laughs> Uh, we'll get it. We'll get it. We're going to have so many, you know, there's going to be a Goonies sequel. Every 80s movie will have a sequel in the next 10 years. I can't wait for Cocoon 7. I can't wait for Joe versus the Volcano Part 2. Soul Man 2. Starman 2. <laughs> oh, man. But they will never make the sequel I want, which is The Last Starfighter 2. That's my favorite movie. The last. Yeah, we'll be the lastest Starfighter. <laughs> okay. This time we mean it. <laughs> I guess you could say the last star fighters. Oh, I yeah. like this. All right, uh, Steve, um, I got a pitch for you at the end of this uh, episode. So talk to me. Okay. All right, we'll chat. All right, let's get on with the episode. Okay. Scuzzo then introduces uh, Krusty to the finest clowns from the greatest circuses in the world. Clowns which have names that uh, kind of sound like drugs. Clowns such as uh, Skitters. They say drugs. I'm saying like Skitters. Maybe he does too much uh, meth, maybe. Yeah. He's a little skittish. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And we got Bumpo. He's clearly doing cocaine. Right. We got Wiggles. Uh, Wiggles would be, uh, it'd be cocaine too. Yeah. Uh, clabby, which I think might be fentanyl. Maybe their tongue swells up and they're trying to say clammy. That they're clammy. Right. Dr. Pickles. Uh, sex addiction. <laughs> sure. Uh, Mr. Bindle. Cocaine again. Okay, yeah. uh, barrels. Uh, alcohol, of course. Of course. Uh, we got Drooly. Again, probably booze. Yeah. Trembles. Oh, Definitely be all of, Yeah, all of them, actually. Yeah. Uh, we got Blitzy. Booze again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hansy. A Republican. Right. Uh, we've got Boobsy. Fun. <laughs> Mr. Boobsy. Funner. Baby Boobsy. More fun. The Boobsy Twins. Ooh. Well, if you think of Boobsy as the old timey, like, your couple boobs, I think that's like the annoyed grunt boys. We're just drunk. We're the Boobsy Twins. Yeah, we're the Boobsy Twins. <laughs> Uh, we got know. Ding-a-ling. Uh, the, uh, the snake penis. Was the snake penis uh, drink that's supposed to give you aphrodisiac? Not the shark fin like you thought, right. but the snake penis whiskey. Isn't that it? Yeah, I, I think so. We got Bing Bong. That's obviously weed. Yeah. Ring-a-ling. I'll go with the bing, uh, uh, weed again. Yeah. Uh, flip-flop. Uh, we'll go with uh, moderate liberals drugs of choice. John Kerry reporting for duty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got Fibble Faddle. That's just sugar. Yeah, it's just caramel corn. Yeah, and Flapjack. Uh, pancake addiction. Yep. I'll All right. I hop. <laughs> oh, I'd rather be on heroin than go into an IHOP. Yeah, less dangerous. Yeah. Anyway, so and uh, and then we have uh, the last one is Ancine Blow, <laughs> which is probably cocaine. Yeah. Uh, who skirts squirts crusty in the face with a seltzer. Uh, anyways, meanwhile, back at home um, is met by a comic book guy and not Kamiko because she's married to him right this time. Right. Right. Yeah, but, definitely. But another another fan of the opposite sex of comic book guy woman fan wearing a, a Joss Whedon Firefly shirt, which uh, Joss Whedon, he'd be canceled before this or after this. So, yeah, yeah. you can still like uh, the the product that Joss put out before we knew he was a, a douchebag, right? Yeah, I think so. I can still watch Buffy and Angel and uh, Firefly. Yeah. Okay, cool. <gasps> a regular dork and a girl one. It is an honor to meet the man whose recaps were so devastating that the star of the show tried to kill him. The secret is, say what happened. It's like we're talking to Hemingway. Or Ship Goldfine from TV Zorp. How would you like to come recap for us full-time at Culture Smash? 
You'll pay me to watch TV? God bless you content-addicted clickbaiters. We'll start you on 30 shows. This month? Uh, no, tonight. Welcome to Peak TV. I wish a uh, comic book guy and his new ally would come up to us and say, we'll give you money. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I wish somebody would uh, come and give us money. Although <laughs> it's like 35 shows. Yeah, that in one day. I don't think I can do that. No, it sounds like a lot. We'll we'll expand the annoyed grunt boys and we can watch uh we'll do we'll do like this podcast where we watch from seasons eleven and beyond. So uh we'll do like supernatural because <laughs> there's still like what twenty seasons left after season eleven for supernatural. Yeah. So I don't know what that show's about. <laughs> I think it's super and probably natural. Okay. But I think it finally ended though after like sixteen or fifteen seasons. Wow. Yeah. Hey, read the room, Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> No, you know, we'd all be devastated if the Simpsons said, uh, oh, we're done. Yeah, that's uh, not a day I'm looking forward to. That'd be weird. And yeah, luckily, uh, yeah. you'll be dead before it comes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> all right. Well, Homer begins his professional TV recapping journey by watching This Is Us. He cries saying, this is me. Hey, that's that show just ended. Or did, did it finally end as a yeah, record date? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I uh, won't watch an episode. He then gives the show a frankly generous C plus. Uh, Bart uh, visits Krusty at the circus. And he finds Krusty, or should I say Soggy, hosing down the backside of an elephant. Uh, he asks him if uh, he's excited for his first show. And Soggy's response is a little less than confident. Nervous. I'm not nervous. Get this kid nervous. Puh, nervous. Well, you sure are saying nervous a lot. Shut up, you nervous little punk. I'm the king of 4 p.m. TV. I can clown the pants off these losers. Uh, Krusty then drops trout to reveal a pair of sensible white boxer shorts. The other clowns also drop their pants to show uh, wild boxers with all sorts of colorful patterns. Uh, Krusty lets out a sad groan and takes a sip from a bucket full of steaming purple liquid. Mm. Bart takes a sniff of the liquid and asks uh, about the beverage. Krusty shudders as he swallows, finding that it's what the clowns drink before the tents open. They call it hippo juice. Krusty may not know what's in it, but he knows he needs it. And I tried to do some research online, and hippo juice is, uh, from what I can tell, not a thing. It's not an urban dictionary. If you look up hippo juice, you either get this or uh, information about Tapped Out, in which hippo juice was very important to a, uh, a limited time storyline. Uh, tapped Out. <laughs> it does sound like, a, like an energy drink, though. Hippo juice, like, yeah. gives you like some raw energy. Like, it releases your inner hippo. Uh, and you yeah. just become very hungry, hungry, hungry. <laughs> I just need balls in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that clean audio clip for us. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Stay tuned for next week, uh, or even this episode when it's been edited. Steve will probably be saying, I just need balls in my mouth. I just need balls in my mouth. I just need balls in my mouth. All right. So the big show under the big top is underway. A polka dotted beetle drives to the center of the stage and two clowns jump out and a soggy is next. But his ass gets stuck in the door, causing the Boobsy family of clowns to panic. Uh, Soggy then tries to ride a unicycle, but falls flat on his face. And then two clowns throw buckets full of rose petals into the audience, shocking and delighting them. But then it's Soggy's turn, but it appears that uh, those aren't rose petals in his bucket. Uh, Lion then jumps to the crowd, and we see that Soggy's bucket was actually filled with bits of meat. Better known as lion treats. <laughs> it's funny like to idea. think about. Yeah. <laughs> just the idea of like raw meat just being thrown in the audience. Remember the lions coming out and eating them? Oh, it's funny <laughs> stuff. It is funny. That's a great joke. It's a classic Siegfried and Roy illusion, right? <laughs> That's right. What they did it to themselves. Yeah. Uh, the show goes on with uh, Soggy falling off his unicycle once again. 
and then in a set piece, two clowns are on top of the on the top floor of a burning building, which is such a clown trope. This like that that whole set. Um, while Soggy and two other clowns are down below, dressed as firefighters, holding a net to uh, save uh, the fallen clowns. Two performers miss the net and hit their bottoms on the ground, bringing laughter from the crowd. Soggy's winded, so he just stands there holding the net. This results in Baby Boobsy falling squarely on the net, and the audience boos because the child didn't die. Uh, Soggy tries his unicycle a third time, and it's a success. He doesn't fall down. But unfortunately, the only person in the bleachers is Bart, and he's fast asleep. And then Homer continues to review shows from his work section at 7G, uh, at Moe's, and even in the bedroom. Okay, Walking Dead. Too much walking, not enough dead. C+. Game of Thrones. Who is everybody? A+. Stranger Things. Spielberg's back. C minus. Only you're watching so many shows. Why don't you take a break? We can open the third drawer of the nightstand. The anniversary drawer. Making out on the bed. A familiar formula, but still delivers the goods. Mm. Ooh, a butt squeeze. Motivated by character and moves the story forward. Mm. Could an ear nibble be the thing to reinvigorate this tired franchise? Wait, are, are you recapping our snuggle? No, no, just pillow talk, baby. If you say so. Savvy viewers will notice the husband hasn't brushed his teeth. That is it. You're watching so many TV shows for your recapping job, it's ruining our life. And don't you dare give me a letter grade. Okay, I'll just let this be. Minus. Again, more quotes from this uh, clip that I could use as our singer at the end of the episode. Yeah. Hey, some of the shows that he mentions are still on. Walking Dead, that's still on. I, I know it's like coming up to his last season, but so is Stranger Things. Yeah, I couldn't agree with him more about the Walking Dead, though. Too much walking, not enough dead. I mean, that's... Uh. I stopped watching uh, season, uh, the one where Glenn gets killed. Spoilers. Oh, geez. <laughs> That's like season six or five. Yeah, I gave up after season two. But it's also the, in the comics, so we knew yeah. it was coming. Right. But I think, uh, yeah, because I think it's finally ending. I don't know. It's just. Uh, yeah. But walk uh, Stranger Things. Uh, Steve, I'll let you know, I actually started watching season four. Wow. Yeah. I got hooked. You're hooked. It's loved uh, it. Yeah. Everyone's talking about it. It's a very popular show. <sighs> I just heard this new artist, Kate Bush, had a song in the <laughs> right up the hill. Did, did I make that joke last week? I think I did. I don't know. Everybody, they need to put that in more uh, social media stuff because it's not getting enough play. Here's, I saw someone tweet about that because how Kate Bush is right up the hill. Like all the kids now are like finding the song and loving it. She, she's got like a number one hit now because of an old 30 year old song. Mm-hmm. And you here we are poo-pooing that like, oh, of course we've known that. But someone put in perspective, like when we were kids, remember watching Wayne's World and hearing Bohemian Rhapsody and thinking this is the coolest thing ever. But that song had already been like 15 years old. It's a very good point. Yeah. So let's not shit on the youth because they're discovering. And I kind of said last week, they're discovering what we loved and how cool it was. Yeah. So um, apologies to the millennial, not the millennials, to the Xennials or the Xenophobes or what were they called? Gen Z, I think. The Gen Zs. Apologize to all the kids. Steve, do you have anything to say to the kids? Kids and hot naked orgy. Yeah. All right. I I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Um, What do you think is in the third drawer? (laughs) Steve, do you have a third drawer? (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to go with... Marge, I, I'm assuming Marge has to be very kinky, right? Probably. I mean, they've referred to, they've kind of alluded to things before. Like she doesn't, I mean, she doesn't call like sex, sex. She says snuggles. Right. She says a coily. Uh, there's, there's, there's toys. Yeah. 
I think it's mostly for Mars simulation. Yeah. I don't think Homer, he probably has like a cock ring that's shaped like a donut with like pink and sparkle <laughs> or sprinkles on it. Mm-hmm. And then he always gets confused because like after he's done, he's like, oh, there's a glaze on this donut. And he realizes, oh, that's just, just jizz. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> um uh, yeah what, what do you think yeah i mean one assumes a vibrator or a butt plug or, or uh, maybe they're innocent and it's just like a feather uh what do you do with a feather by the way i don't I, know I, i've wondered that most of my life like a tickly thing maybe yeah i think so tickle your taint with a feather that might be fun steve um i'm gonna have you do some homework <laughs> this weekend uh i'm gonna send you over um uh, let's see what i got here i got uh, there, there's a couple of birds outside. Um, I'll just send you some of their feathers. Okay. I think you wanted me to tickle their cloaca. <laughs> but you wanted me to get the feathers from them. That makes more sense. <laughs> what if that uh, third drawer is locked? Because what if Bart comes in and sees what's in there? Ike, caramba. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's another episode for another day. There we go. Uh, Marge gives Homer an ultimatum. It's either her or the job. Homer feels like this is creating false jeopardy. False jeopardy? That's what I called Ken Jennings or Miampiale <laughs> hosting. Yeah, but Marge feels like the moment is well earned. She storms off, slamming the door behind her. Homer laments that they uh, just got rid of their best character. It's funny, meta joke. It's a very good joke. Um, back at the circus, Bart arrives just in time for Soggy to get a little guidance from the ringmaster. Soggy, a word of advice. You suck. Turn in your hippo juice bucket, your hippo crystals, and your hippo pipe. You're fired. Oh, come on, Tutso. You don't really mean that, do you? Oh, it's true. I'm a terrible clown. <laughs> Cheer up, Krusty. There's got to be another circus out there. A worse one. Nah, I'm not a TV clown. I'm not a circus clown. I'm nothing. Soggy, the high wire bear got sick after eating the guess your weight guy, so we need somebody to do his act. And none of the other clowns will do it because there's no net, so when we thought of you. You mean a last chance to redeem myself? No, no, no. If you live, you're still fired. Oh, who cares? I'm in. I like that the uh, the bear ate the guest weight guy. <laughs> and there's a high water or high tightrope bear or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, poor bears. They're not. They don't belong in circuses. They belong in nature. That's right. All right. Well, Soggy then takes the tightrope, singing a familiar tune with uh, updated lyrics about his welcome death. Uh, Soggy makes it about halfway across the rope, swings around it by his uh, feet three times. He falls towards the ground and gets tangled up in a banner. Then Yo-Yo is up and down and falls on two trapeze artists who soar up in the air, landing on the dumbbell of a weightlifter and then flung onto the nose of a seal, then flung onto another seal's nose, then in the mouth of an angry seal who throws him into a cannon. (laughs) Good use of uh, uh, rule three, right? Exactly. But then the cannon shoots out Soggy across the tent into the mouth of a lion who then swallows Soggy and lets out a triumphant roar. The lion then coughs up a hairball and Soggy appears from the hairball unscathed. By the crowd cheers, Soggy is shocked. The audience is applauding, but there's no applause sign. What? Ooh. Circus cheers are the greatest cheers in the world. That's right. Aside from the uh, sitcom cheers. Wait. Uh, after the show, the clowns all praise Soggy. Scuzzo says it was the most daring act he's ever seen, and he once saw a circus do a Beatles tribute without permission. <laughs> Much like a, a, a Simpsons review podcast without permission. Exactly. Ugh. Uh, the bearded lady tells Soggy that she's falling for him. At first, Soggy feels that she's not his type, but the, she then uh, takes off her glasses and let, lets her beard flow wildly, and then Krusty becomes comically aroused. Uh, she then kisses him, and Soggy has a real, realization. 
His whole life up to now has been meaningless. From this day forward, he is Soggy. Soggy the Clown. The other clowns cheer and take a ladle full of hippo juice. Um, I'll talk about it later, but the uh, the beard joke of the beard lady uh, really tickled my ivories. Yeah. The sun rises and the circus slowly comes to life. Uh, Dingling's arm goes off, waking him and a few other clowns passed out from too much hippo juice. A posters are plastered on the wall that says, Soggy, the clown that wants to die. Tutso, the clown, offers Soggy a bucket of corn dogs with a single bite taken out of each one. <laughs> I might eat them, Steve. I might eat yeah. the ends. But he politely declines their affection, saying that he's already seen the bearded lady. He then whispers that he'll meet Tutso behind the seal tank for 30 minutes. <laughs> I also love Tutso, too. <laughs> Just a fun character. Yeah. With a honk, she agrees. And I guess, uh, Steve, you could say that she's, uh, she's horny, right? <laughs> horny. That joke didn't deserve a rim shot. But then Bart bursts in to tell Soggy that his agent called with a job offer. There's a Japanese game show that needs an American celebrity to pop out of toilets to scare couples on dates, which I bet is probably a show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bart feels that this is a great gig since the cops will never find Soggy. And even saying Soggy, guys, this is still crusty, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, he's not so sure. Two weeks ago, I would have jumped at that, but I'm a circus clown now. But you're a big-time TV star. Ain't the circus worse by far? Oh, I used to love celebrity, but I've got big-top clarity. Make a buzz. Circus clowning is the life for me. Gonna flip the bird to lousy kids' TV. Circus folk have real camaraderie. I can't be fired because they don't test my pee. Keep me positive for every sanity. Circus laughter, there's no greater high. Crowd is fired up because they might see you die. If he breaks his neck, what a thrill they'll get. All my problems have been solved for free. Talking to the bear sure beats therapy. A hug can beat fear of women's heat. Can I join the circus if I'm only ten? Here's a fake ID, now your name is Ben. Talking to a bear does beat therapy. I've always said it. Oh, bother. Steve's here again. <laughs> I'm just going to take my pants off. I'd rather hang out with that depressed donkey, but fine. <laughs> hey, Steve, we can say Winnie the Pooh all we want because he's uh, he's public domain now. That's right. You just can't put a red shirt on him, then you're good. Yeah, I'm going to put a red cap on him. Give him a whole new <laughs> twist. I was going to give him pants. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what he needs most. Well, I'm going to put pants, but there's going to be like a visible like bulge. A VPL, visible penis line. Our new Winnie the Pooh. He's going to be a stud. Yeah. He's going to go to clubs all the time. Yeah, see what kind of honeypot he gets stuck in. Yeah. Oh, and he he's a... a, a what's the term? Not bisexual. Is there a more term for like more than bisexual? You going to be pansexual. Yeah, he's going to be pansexual. Yeah, he's going to be fuck Peter Pan. Is Peter Pan... Uh, <laughs> is he public domain now? Probably, right? Probably, yeah. Oh, Pan and Pooh. <laughs> And Tigger, too. <laughs> All right. Well, we're making this up. Steve, Steve again, um, this podcast, I got a business idea for you. All right. We'll, ch- we'll, we'll have a meeting afterwards. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, Bart and Soggy or Krusty uh, continue their song. Bart describing his blissful lack of parenting and the ability to juggle swords and eat corn dogs off the ground. Soggy says goodbye to television, declares that circus clowning is a life for him. Uh, just then, the ringmaster announces that they're shutting down the circus. He goes on to say that a terrible video got out. The one that they sell. He then holds up a DVD of the Dingling Brothers World of Fun uh, Circus, which sounds really 
like a bummer, like a DVD of a circus performance. I don't know why. I just they, why would you like pop it in? Like, all right, what do you guys want to do this Friday night? Watch a, a new movie or uh, watch the circus DVD that we got three years ago? Yeah, it sounds like you have to stay the night at your sad aunt's house. And that's like the <laughs> that's one all she has. <laughs> yeah, that or like season four of Knott's Landing. She got the um, DVD set because she wanted it at a raffle at a carnival. Yeah. <laughs> at the school uh, carnival. <laughs> the elementary school carnival. It's bleak. Yeah. Um, if the uh, circuit shuts down, where will Bart run away to? College? Um, Krusty says it's all over. He's losing the only happiness he didn't have to chug, snort, shoot, bet on, or get enlarged. For the first time, he was a real clown, and now he's lost that. No. Oh, no. Well... Let's go to uh, Homer's storyline, shall we? Let's let's do that. All right. So in order to save the marriage of Homer and Marge, Homer dictates a message saying that he's resigning from recapping. He apologizes to Culture Smash and the entire Garbage Blast Media family, which, uh, hey, if Homer retires, Garbage Blast Media, if you want us on your network, we're available. Yeah. Uh, we will definitely show for Garbage Blast Media. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Homer then takes a lonely walk underneath the sad gray skies. And then a limo pulls up and uh, tells Homer to get in. And he does. <laughs> yeah. No questions asked. He is then taken to Google Disney, a Northrop Goldman company, where he meets the CEO of a major media conglomerate. He and the company can't allow Homer to quit, saying that he is one of America's top recappers. Homer explains that the job was ruining his marriage and that... Uh, he couldn't keep up with all the shows. The CEO agrees that there are a lot of shows and reveals to Homer the reason why. It's true. Currently, there are over 500 scripted shows on network, cable, and streaming. Why are you making so many shows? No one could watch more than 300 of them. Oh, we don't care if people watch. We just care if they subscribe for $13 a month. <gasps> you see, if people subscribe and don't watch, then we don't actually have to make the shows. We just need viewers to believe they can watch them. Fake shows? But what if people try to see them? They won't. Because recappers like you will give those shows a B-. No one ever watches a B-. But, but that's crazy. It could never work. It already has. Are you familiar with the USA Network? Sure. Royal Pains, Suits, White Collar. Have you ever seen any of those shows? No. But somebody must have... Surely somebody! There is no USA Network! There hasn't been for 20 years! It's just bussards! Oh my god. PTV is a lie! So how great was the uh, USA Network joke of that? Uh, no one's watched, what was a uh, Suits and... Royal Pains. Royal Pains, like, I've heard... I, watching this episode, I'm like, oh my god. Like, just like Homer, like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> I don't know anyone, like... There's yeah, certain shows true. like, yeah, I, I've seen it, but like, I don't know anyone who's watched those shows like Suits and stuff like that, but they've been, yeah. they were around forever. That is my favorite, uh, without a, without a doubt, my favorite joke of the episode. Um, Cause yeah, it's totally right. Like, I don't even know what those shows are about. And they're talking about USA Network, right? Right. And like, when's the last time I watched something on USA besides like Monk, which was like 20 years ago. Right. Monk or and Psych. Psych like, yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to open my cable TV right now and see if does the, does the USA Network even show up. <laughs> I have Xfinity, which is Comcast. Like, that's a big cable network. Right. Is it Channel 59 still? <laughs> was that back in like the 90s? Yeah. 
I just know because it's one down from Comedy Central. I I don't know. I'm I'm looking through it. I see MTV. There's a, oh, I see Comedy Central, but oh, I see USA. Um, it's right under the uh, Paramount Network. Seven fifty. Uh, Seven fifty eight. What did you say? Fifty eight. Fifty nine. Oh, fifty nine is actually sci fi. Oh, okay. But fifty eight is USA. And right now, currently, as we record, is a Chicago PD. But <laughs> uh, in ten minutes uh, from this record, uh, WWE Monday Night Raw is on. So they still do the wrestling. Okay. Yeah, and wrestling is seeing a resurgence. So yeah, there's they're back to like eighties, nineties, like popularity, right? Yeah. Yeah, so next they'll show an episode of Duckman. <laughs> what was the other? Wasn't there another like adult cartoon on USA? Or maybe it was with Duckman. I never watched it. I never got it. Yeah, Duckman. I just remember it being raunchy and sad. <laughs> but it's not raunchy in the fact that you can get a boner from it. <laughs> no, no. It just seemed like from my kid eyes, it seemed dirty. And I didn't know why <laughs> the guy from the McDLT commercial was doing that. Yeah. What happened to that guy? I don't know. Probably nothing. Bob Patterson. That was the TV show he was on. That's right. <laughs> uh, playing the CEO was uh, Peter Serafinowicz, who's a very funny guy. And he's he's, kind of... he's the Tick Volume Three. Yeah, exactly. I never watched the Tick from Amazon. I wanted to. I was like, ooh, I was wow. so excited they were making a new Tick live action show. I'm like, I can't wait. And I never I mean, watched it. You know why you didn't? Because there's too much TV. Yeah, this whole this whole bit right now is just just relatable i mean yeah granted this shows this episode is not that old but right and even like you know i talked about like in the past couple episodes how there's just too much tv yeah and literally now my nighttime routine is to scroll through all of my streaming services and then i always always end up watching an episode of kids in the hall and or the simpsons deep or the simpsons keeps i do watch the simpsons yes so i watch night court the simpsons and then uh kids in the hall and that's usually my night well it's funny because i you know thinking about it we're at that age too where we just want nostalgia for nostalgia's sakes but not even that just like ah shows were better when we were kids yeah i know but i remember that as as a kid my dad would just turn on old episodes of combat or old episodes of the fugitive i'm talking about shows from like the 60s yeah my dad would watch that uh that's train heading towards the screen. This is all he ever watched, or the horse galloping. Right. The only movie he allowed you to watch or wanted to watch was Birth of a Nation. Right. He's like, I can relate to all these guys. Steve, can you relate to these guys too? And you said, Dad, of course I can, because. By the way, I'm still pretty racist. That's right. You say that's your dad. <laughs> yep. And he's like, Well, son, I finally love you then. <laughs> And that's how you win your child over racism. That's right. <laughs> um, to move quickly from that, on the on the screen, they're showing like all of these TV shows. Oh, and so I'm not going to list them, but they're all real TV shows. It's I mean, wild. The, which is funny because at the time, you know, they were all on the air, but there's so many on there that are have since gone. But I think it's funny because if you look on the very top row, if you pause it right mm-hmm. next to uh, This Is Us is actually the Simpsons logo. And I think that's great. Yeah. But there's so many like, like NCISs and uh, V. Jack Ryan. Arrow, NCIS, New Orleans. Liar. Yeah, it's, it's not like jokes either. No, that's what's so funny is that like they could have easily done jokey stuff like like uh, from season 33 of the uh, the Fargo episode. Yeah. When, when they had all the streaming fake shows. But no, these are just real shows. Yeah, some I remember, some I don't. But like, it's just funny. Because you got even got Family Guy, you got American Dad, you got Bones, you got uh, Big Mouth, Ozark, Stranger Things, The Flash. Wow. Some of these shows, I'm guessing like half of these shows are gone. Yeah, probably. Which is good. Shows shows should probably have an end point. You don't want to keep a show around for such a long time because then it becomes stale and boring. Exactly. Character, you just don't really care anymore, you know? Right. Now back to The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. 
the CEO agrees that his plan is insane, but it would be even more insane to make all those shows. Homer says that he never had faith in God or family, but he had faith in one thing, television. I'm there with you, Homer. Right. He, he won't allow the CEO or his media conglomerate to do this to television. Homer then pulls out his phone to show that he's been recapping the meeting the whole time with the dictation on. Homer's going to tell the whole world every detail of his terrible plan. Homer storms off, but pops his head in to ask if he can have the half a birthday cake somebody left in the break room. Oh, I also want to bring up, I, I was like, you know, that term, uh, I was today years old. Mm-hmm. I was today years old when I found that Peter Serenovitz, uh, besides like being, it's hard to say his name. Serenovitz, it is. Serenovitz, um, he, you know, he was also like Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the uh, Nova Corps members. But did you know that he was the voice of Darth Maul in episode one, The Phantom Menace? Yeah, it's it's crazy, right? Because he just has like two lines in that movie. Like Darth Maul, like that was a disappointment as a kid going to see. Well, I don't know if it was a disappointment, but like, yeah, because you killed Darth Maul off in the first movie. Like, nah, he should have been the bad guy through the whole thing because he was so cool looking. But yeah, like Peter Spenovitz was the voice. Like, but he says like two things. Yeah, exactly. Lucas screwed up. They, he created a good character. I Yes, I know Star Wars fans. I'm sorry. Sorry, racist Star Wars fans that I know Darth Maul comes back in the Clone Wars and he's not actually dead. Right. He just doesn't have like an actual like penis and butthole anymore. He's got a robot <laughs> penis and a robot butthole now. That's what happens. You know that, right? I did not know that. Yeah, no. like the, he comes back and he's like spider legs or some shit in the Clone Wars. Huh. But that also makes me think like he doesn't have junk anymore. It's true. Darth Ballas. More like Darth all gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I think, yeah, I don't know what's going on with current Boba Fett with that new D- uh, Disney show that's not new anymore. But I feel like Darth Maul was our generation's Boba Fett, who was like a cool character that they didn't do enough with. Well, Steve, our Boba Fett was Boba Fett. That's true, I guess. This was our like uh, new Boba Fett. Instead, we got Tamora Mor- Morrison. Tamora Morrison, is that his name? Who does Boba Fett? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, Aquaman's dad from the Aquaman movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, back to... Uh, Simpsons. <laughs> the circus is being packed. Um, uh, strongman dumping their steroids into a nearby stream. The lion tamer ends up being the lion to show three dogs underneath. <laughs> that was a fun joke. Yeah. Soggy runs up to the ringmaster saying that uh, they can't close the circus. There's got to be a way to keep it ready. If only they had $50,000, they could start a new show circus with a new name and act. Then the beard lady threatens to cut off her facial hair when Soggy comes up with an idea. He says he can get the money with this, pulling out mm? his wanted poster. Oh, yeah, Steve. <laughs> Sorry. Scuzz uh, wasn't worried that Dasahi is going to teach them to read, which uh, that was another funny joke. Yeah. <laughs> Says the poster's like, oh, I got to teach us to read. <laughs> no, 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 no. He admits that he's actually Krusty the Clown. Oh. So he pulls off his wig and some of the circus uh, gasps. He pulls off his green nose to reveal a red nose. And the rest of the circus gasps even louder. So Krusty turns himself into the police and is thrown behind bars. Later, a bearded prisoner is thrown into the, into the cell with him. And it reminds him of his recent lover. The Springfield PD write a check for uh, $50,000 for the Ding-A-Ling Brothers Circus. And the memo is clown payment, which I thought <laughs> was fun. It's a dumb joke. Uh, the clowns cheer, but back at home. Bart puts his crusty doll into a homemade jail. We then go to the uh, Springfield courthouse, where it's liberty and justice for most. Inside, Krusty faces a jury of his peers. On the count of attempted murder of Homer Simpson, the jury finds Herschel Krustovsky not guilty. It was self-defense, Your Honor. That recapper gave Krusty's show bad grades. It was justifiable homicide. He gave Outlander a B-minus. That show knows what it wants to be. Come on! 
Ooh, I've heard that gets really good about eight episodes in. Krusty, you're free to go. <laughs> Is there room on that train for one more clown? Well, he did save the circus. What do you say, Skazoo? Please, I'm not crusty anymore. I'm a circus clown. I'm soggy. You're a, you're a TV clown. The greatest TV clown I've ever had the honor to know. But you're a traitor to our kind. Oh, no. Um, before we talk about that, I want to quickly mention Outlander and the judge mentioning that it knows what it wants to be. Uh, so my wife, Laura, is... Uh, I don't know if she still is, but she went through a moment where she was obsessed with Outlander. She read all the books that it's based on, and then she watched the TV show. I don't know what the show is because it's yes. about a it's a very confusing show because it's about a woman from the 40s who travels in America, who travels back in time to England in the 1700s. And she has like a lot of bone in with some like dude. And then they go back. They jump in time like 100 years. It's like, but, is it reverse Kate Leopold, the uh, Meg Ryan, Hugh Jackman movie? A little bit. Where, where Hugh Jackman comes to the future to like a busy executive, Meg Ryan. I never saw Kate Leopold either, but. Yeah, she kind of jumps through time, but there's, I don't like remember. Sam what, Beckett from Quantum Leap? In a way, there's like no exact time machine, <laughs> but she just, she does leap quantumly. Quantumly. <laughs> wow, you sure leap quantumly. <laughs> They better say that in, in the new uh, Quantum Leap uh, reimagined series that's coming yeah. out on ABC this fall. NBC this fall, of course. But yeah, it's just a weird show that's mostly just about like it's mostly just horny more than anything. I do like a horny show. Uh, sure. We know Bridgerton's horny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know uh, the Baby Shark show is horny. Uh, right. Paw Patrol. <laughs> Paw Patrol. <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, The Simpsons. It's ever horny. Absolutely. All right. So then Scuzzle then punches Krusty in the gut and boards the train. The bearded lady walks up to Krusty and gives him a kiss and then knees him in the gut. The clowns close the train door and Krusty solemnly says goodbye to the circus. And just then, scene below shoots Krusty in the face with seltzer and hops on a handcar, looking to catch up with his clown brethren. But back at Krusty Loose Studios, things are back to normal. Krusty complains of another terrible show, blaming guest star Chris Pine, which I thought uh, we didn't play that clip, but that's also a good clip for uh, outro of blaming yeah. Chris Pine. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know what Chris Pine did. He was probably pissed, like Krusty thought he was getting a. Uh, he was probably getting Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, but got the, the Pine instead. Got the, the wrong pine. Chris. There should be a movie called The Chris's, mm-hmm. where it's like Chris Pine, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Chris Pratt. Well, he just does a voice for something, of course. Right. Christine Baranski, Chris <laughs> Jenner, Chris, Christine Lottie, yeah. Uh, Chris Christie, <laughs> he's the fat bad guy. Right. <laughs> Chris Christopherson does the music. Mm-hmm. Chris Cross also does the song. <laughs> right, right. Well, Chris Christopherson does the opening title credits, and then Chris Cross does the cool end credits song. Yeah, Chris will make you jump, jump. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, Chris Columbus will direct it course oh christian bale he'll uh-huh. he'll also be like he'll be the bad guy he's gonna be the bad guy in the new thor movie so that'll be good yeah that tracks but he'll do something weird with his body like that he shouldn't be doing because it's unhealthy like either gets fat or really skinny for it he just gets breast implants <laughs> yeah right <laughs> all right the chris is the movie I'm I'm, I'm 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 in for this yeah i can see that all right uh, enough about chris's uh damn you chris pine for ruining this podcast um <laughs> mr t that pulls up the daily fourth gradings recap which uh, has a photo of pine as captain kirk and crusty's playing spock crusty complains that uh they always find a 
a chump to tear him down. And Mr. Teeny then scrolls down to show that uh, the new reviewer gave the show an A. Instead of tears of a clown, there's cheers from a clown. The clown being crusty because he's excited for the new recapper. I wonder who that is, Steve. I guess we're going to find out because white credits roll. Uh, Lisa shows Homer his article exposing the truth that peak TV is just a fraud. Hey, I got an A. Everything I've ever done has been great. I'll never be sad again. <laughs> a is for Ralph. Dad, look, they posted our story this morning. Hmm. Together, we've exposed the truth. It'll be the one legitimate piece of journalism on the whole site. What's with this boring Peak TV article? My patience is growing shorter than Rachel Maddow's crew cut. How many times do I have to tell you, no bait, no clicks? Hey, you, yeah, Gummy Bear, put up a slideshow that'll get me some eyeballs. Eyeballs! So Billy Eichner uh, bookends the episode. Yeah, also, uh, no bait, no click is what they uh, say on my OnlyFans page. (laughs) You can get uh, a, 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 a snare. Thank you. Um, on the kitchen table of The Simpsons, a laptop shows the headline about many TV shows not actually being real and uh, peak TV being a lie. It then switches to a clickbaity headline that says, nine reasons you're making scrambled eggs all wrong. Homer's uh, drawn in and sits to read the article, and that's our episode. Now, I, I know we can do like another 20 minutes of uh, <laughs> nine reasons why you're making scrambled eggs wrong, but we're not. We're not Gordon Ramsay. We're not here to tell you how to make scrambled eggs. Steve, real quickly, how do you prefer your stram- scrambled eggs? Go. High heat. That's your, the thing that you're not doing right. Is you're not going to heat up your pan first and just do a quick run of the eggs. Do about 45 seconds. It'll be so hot. It'll be done. Not runny. Just nice and fluffy. You have your pan on on high heat, and once mm-hmm. it's high enough, you turn your burner off. Take the the pan off too, then drop the eggs in. Yeah, scramble. It'll be done before your toast is done. Right. Do you prefer uh, a heavy cream or a cream or a milk sour yeah, I cream? Can, I like a little sour cream, honestly. You need to have like a cream for scrambled yeah. eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, creme fraiche is good. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, if you want to be a chef for Gordon Ramsay, just watch how he cooks scrambled eggs because that's how he tests you for uh, for being a chef. Um, I'm sure I'm sure uh, all of you know how to make your own scrambled eggs. Yeah. Um, but uh, Steve, that kind of sounds good. Um, let's go make some scrambled eggs and then come back and then we'll eat them off the podcast, but then we'll talk about the rest of the episode. Sounds like a plan. We'll be right back. And we're back. All right, Steve, let's wrap up this episode. Krusty the Clown. We'll talk about some of our favorite scenes, some of our favorite jokes, maybe a favorite jokester or MBJ. And then we'll say what we really thought about the episode and then find out what we're watching next week. But before we do that, we'd like to talk about merchandise and uh, what from this episode that you could uh, take an image or a quote or something and brand it so that uh, Disney and Matt Groening can make more money. Because they need it. Yeah. Steve, what do you got for us? Oh, boy. You know, you could keep it simple and just do a Soggy the Clown t-shirt with Krusty and his Soggy the Clown gear, his orange wig and green nose. That could be fun. It could be like almost like a Bart bootleg type of uh, <laughs> shirt. Exactly. Which is which is funny. Uh, quick side note. I was at a mall recently and just walking through the 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 aisles or the the hallway what, what do you call the mall corridor just here the mall um, hall? the mall hall? yeah the mall hall. and like there's a kiosk you know, like you know there's always been like crappy like screen printing like type of shirts where they're like it's a picture of 
Well, yeah, it was it was like The Simpsons, but it'd be like Bart be like smoking weed or something like that. There was like right. some like bootleg type Bart type things in a kiosk in a mall in America. <laughs> and I just thought that was kind of weird. Like, <laughs> but yeah. I almost wanted to like take a picture and send you. But, you know, like the teenager behind the, the booth was just on his phone, either <laughs> looking at his phone or me. And I didn't want to look like I'm like, hey, your product is shitty. Who would buy this crap? <laughs> right. And that's how I feel about our store. But still. <laughs> And it's like it is or, funny that there's yeah. like Simpson stuff in this day and age. Like right, I remember, you can just go by, yeah, yeah. Because I remember in the early '90s, like you'd have like Bart looking like an MC Hammer, being like, "Can't touch oh, yeah. this man," and like in blackface too. Right? Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of like Rastafari in Bart or <laughs> Gangster Bart. But I swear, I think I saw the the Rastafari and Bart still at the kiosk in the year two, <laughs> 2022 in a local mall. Uh, I kind of love it. It's good to see that our economy is alive and well. I kind of wanted to buy one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think for my t-shirt, I'm going to just make a t-shirt with that sexy lady in the bikini that says, say no to distracted driving. Because it's an important message. That's hilarious. That was my first um, <laughs> take screen grabs of the episode I'll watch. And that mm-hmm. was like one of the first ones I did. It was like, okay, this is good. Because that would be a funny t-shirt because, you know, like dudes would stare at it. Yeah. They would look at you and like, oh. Uh. <laughs> um, but I also went with uh, a t-shirt, just doing classic t-shirt. Uh, but I would love a, a poster when they're po- putting up the poster of Soggy the Clown, but it just says Soggy the Clown wants to die. Oh, yeah. So I'd like to have the shirt of Crestia Soggy and just says Soggy the Clown wants to die. That's really good. Um, so those are products. Uh, what about your favorite joke? What do you got for your favorite joke or favorite scene? Well, my favorite joke is the joke about the USA Network, hands down. Yeah, that whole run where Homer meets the CEO, the Peter Spenovitz character, mm-hmm. just was so like meta, metatextual, metasexual. Yeah, it was. It just spoke to me and and to you as well. Yeah, such a funny like. Because there's so many shows like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know anyone who's watched that. It spoke to me. I think Ryan Cohen and, and the two of us, like, we're in the same mindset. Uh, Ryan, yeah. come on the show. Talk about this. You know? Yeah, feel free. And and we can talk about Jar- uh, Marge's Lumberjill, too. I think it was uh, Jar Jar Binks for a second. <laughs> Ryan, if you want to talk about Jar Jar Binks, you're more than welcome to talk about Jar Jar Binks on this podcast. Hell, we invite any Simpsons writer to come <laughs> on the show, but only if they want to talk about Jar Jar Binks. Ryan, Ryan, also open invitation, but you also talk about the couple episodes of The Office that you wrote. Yeah. That's only fair. Yeah, of course. I also even like... Though, even though I think he's already talked about those episodes on the uh, Office Ladies podcast, which is, of course, our, our rival podcast. Right, our sworn enemies. <laughs> the Office Ladies versus the Annoyed Grand Boys. Yeah. In 20 years, we'll be doing celebrity boxing. Or, you know how, like, uh, bands or even com- comics go out and do live shows and there's... um an opening band or an opening comic act mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, i'm putting this out here right now to uh jenna fisher and angela kinsey if you ever do a office ladies live show the annoyed grunt boys want to be your opening act that's right <laughs> so we're the opening act and like as soon as they come out uh 75 of the audience it's is gone, gone because of the <laughs> because of us <laughs> There's all these like nice, sweet, innocent people. Just like, yeah. oh, I can't wait to see Angela Kinsey and Jenna Elf. Jenna Elf. <laughs> <laughs> Dharma herself. And Jenna Fisher. You know, like, yeah. well, oh, we just came out. And we're going to do a nice podcast about The Office, but no one's here. Oh, no, no one likes us. And it's, just, oh, it's the annoyed oh. grunt boy's fault. We ruined yeah. them. <laughs> we could have gotten Oscar Nunez, but no. We had to go out and cast a wider net. 
Because he came on our podcast first and he's like, oh, I, I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, so aside from the USA joke and all the uh, metatextual TV stuff, I really liked uh, some of the dumb clown jokes, like the uh, the lion that was three dogs or or just like the heightening of Krusty or Soggy doing the uh, high wire act and then getting tossed so many times and then the seal biting him. And throwing him into the lion. Like, it's just fun visual jokes. And this is a very silly episode, and I like it. So, I mentioned it too when we we're talking about the show that my favorite joke, I saved it for the review. I didn't want to say it was my favorite joke in the podcast because I have done it before. Yeah. My favorite joke is the trope of the bearded lady. Right. Like, when he sees her, she's got her, her beard tied up and she's also wearing glasses. And then she takes the glasses and unties the beard and does the hair swirl. And uh-huh. then Krusty's all of a sudden then physically attracted to her because that trope of the, I'm doing the quotes of the ugly girl in those two right. movies where she's just wearing glasses and her hair is pulled back. And then when she takes those glasses off and takes the hair clip out and hubba shakes hubba. around and then all of a sudden Freddie Prince Jr. is in love with her, which again, that movie, she's all that had did that parody so well because that whole movie is just a parody movie and it's right. a good movie did i say she's all that's a good movie it is because yeah. if you watch in the lens of that they're making a parody movie of like a, a teen sex romp type movie um it's well done mm-hmm. and i mean my favorite talk about she's all that but my favorite joke still in that movie is at the end when like usher is oh right he's like remember that dance i taught everyone in this school to do <laughs> let's do it it's just so fucking hilarious yeah uh, but that scene alone like there's just layers on layers of jokes and i think there's so many good layers and layers on jokes we talked about there was another joke earlier too that just off the top i can't think of it off the top of my head but like does that same trope of you know so the lady pulls off the the you know the, the glasses and the beard then Cressy's all of a sudden sexually attracted to her because she's not wearing glasses and her beard beard is well loose, loose yeah because you think comes oh because she has a beard she's ugly but no no <laughs> such a funny visual joke all around yeah. my favorite joke of that besides the the network the yeah the, it's a very well constructed joke that's my favorite scene um uh mvj steve i had Oof. do we give it to crusty do we give it to marge in the beginning marge has such a good line when lisa says like <laughs> i'm recapping tv shows and marge's like what, what? Huh? What is huh? that? Very funny. And like even when Homer says to another funny line when Homer's narrating their sex, and then mm-hmm. Marge leaves and he's like, Homer's like, oh, we just lost our best character. <laughs> so much good in this episode. When Krusty's trying to run Homer down and he says, Are you back in season four? That's a great joke. Oh, yep. Yep. It just it's packed full of jokes. I don't, it's hard to say. Like, I thought Scuzzo was a lot of fun. <laughs> even the ringmaster being like, a word of advice for you, Krusty. You suck. <laughs> it's such a funny line. It's that that Raphael voice. Um, yeah, so good. Yeah. Uh, what what we'll just what what do you think it in general? Then just just give us your final thoughts. My biggest complaint, I think, besides lack of nudity, is that we didn't get enough uh, Billy Eichner. Right. I like the way that he bookended oh, yeah, it. Didn't say that. Yeah, so good. Every line that he had was funny. I like the Rachel Maddow joke, the uh, Carrie Underwood. There's going to be some changes. It's just such such classic Billy Eichner. So this episode, aside from not having that, it's just. It speaks to me on such a level. I know that we are the dumb TV recaptors that they're making fun of. Right. And I felt the whole time watching this episode like, oh, they're talking about us. <laughs> right. But I, it's so relevant and it's such a, it does a great job of being modern, but also recalling classic Simpsons because a lot of the jokes are like old timey, like 
all the clown stuff is like very like old school old man conan type jokes but also it's modern with the old, old man conan you know how conan likes to write in an antiquated way i mean but no he's, he's old man conan he's like almost 60 so yeah it's weird but yeah this episode is just it's a lot of fun i i enjoyed it each time i watched it and uh i gotta say i'm gonna give it a solid b minus <laughs> good I, I like how you're ranking this sir <laughs> Now, I can't do those rankings because uh, Homer did and you did as well. Yeah. Everything you said, I totally agree with you. This was, yeah, I don't know if I could say any more about what about this episode that you did. That's exactly how I felt. Mm-hmm. You're right about Billy Ackner being not utilized as much, but that's okay. I mean, he booked ended. His lines were great. Yeah. It was a silly Simpson episode. I think going into it last week when we talked about this, I felt very negative. Mm-hmm. But I also know like season 30 and beyond, like 31, 32, 33, have been pretty solid episodes from watching them live and not remembering this one that much. And some of the jokes are great. I mean, all the jokes are great in this episode. Yeah. Um, I can't disagree with you anymore. I'd like to, but uh, <laughs> we never disagree on things. This was just a fun, solid episode. I uh, will happily rewatch this episode. I think everyone needs to watch this. I think the yeah. season, the Simpsons Renaissance kind of does begin in season 30. Yeah. And this is proof here. This episode, I think Ryan hits it out of the, Ryan Co, who wrote this episode, hits it out of the ballpark. It has so many things for new, new viewers and also old viewers like us. Yeah. Where there's great callbacks, but it's not too in your face. Right. Yeah. No, it just has a perfect tone. Yep. And yeah, it's it's a must watch. All right. Well, uh, if I give it a ranking, I can't do a letter grades like you did. Um, <laughs> I'll give it. Uh, hey, uh, Billy Agner. He was born in the year 1978. Hmm. So I'll give this episode a 1969. Nice. I mean, that's still pretty good out of numbers. Yeah. I mean, 1969 out of 1000. Yeah, that's pretty good. 798. Yeah, that's a good score. All right. Uh, yeah. Recommended episode. So um, let's also recommend uh, continue to listen to this podcast and uh, find out what we're watching next week. How about that? That's right. And to do that, we're going to need that good old wheel of random. Let's give it a spin to see which season we're in. We got season 23. Season 23. All righty. Let's give it a spin. To see which episode we're watching. All right, Steve, before I say the episode number, don't mm-hmm. forget season 23 also has the episode that we've been waiting for. Uh huh. It has the Lady Gaga episode in it. Okay. So season 23, episode one. Season 23, episode one, the season yeah. premiere. Yeah. How did you figure that out? Um, I'm, This isn't my first rodeo. Well, Steve, I'll let you know that is not the Lady Gaga episode Whew. because that's the season finale, I believe. Dodged a bullet there. Yeah. Um, so I'm giving you the title, Steve. You don't know what it's about. Um, actually, right. I don't know what it's about either. So uh, I'm going to look it up while you think it's about. Um, the episode title is called The Falcon and the Doe Man or The Falcon and the Annoyed Grunt Man. But it's actually worded as the Falcon, the Doe Man. Falcon and the Doe Man. Okay. Doe Man. Yeah. I th- I assume that that's a reference to. It sounds like a '70s like cop show or detective show, but I think they're going to go a little bit more literal, and that Homer becomes a falconer 
and he uses his falcon to move loud crows that are in the town. And so he wakes up every morning and he has a crow, or a falcon rather, and he lifts the little falcon head, the mask thing that they have, and the falcon flies and moves the crows. But uh, Barney gets upset with him because he's moving the crows to his apartment, and Barney's all hung over from the night before, and the crows all wake him up. So it's kind of like a reboot of Mr. Plow because... Hmm. Uh, Barney gets not a falcon, but an eagle to move the crows to the other side of town. Meanwhile, <laughs> Bart gets really into Mahjong. Maybe with Marge, right? Yeah. What's Lisa do? Uh, she um, tries her hand at an Etsy store selling. Um, well, this was 2011. Was Etsy a thing in 2011? Probably not. Sure no, was, you're no. right. Uh, it might have been, but uh, it's fine. No. you don't you don't have to explain. Well, was Maggie even in this last episode? Maggie is she doesn't be there either. That's true. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, Bart does what I just said that he becomes gets into Mahjong and uh, Homer uh, becomes a falconer. Well, much like uh, the listeners, I forgot everything you just said, and uh, I'm assuming it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Uh, no, um, the Falcon and the Dome Man is uh, actually Homer becomes a falconer with uh, Barney or something. Is that what you said? Yeah, sure. Yeah. But anyways, uh, the real story, Steve, is probably just as good as yours. Hold on. What? I wanted to look up what it was. And so I typed in season 23, episode one. However, I did not write The Simpsons. <laughs> and so it pops up and says, and the Empire Strikes Back. And so... It's the description for a, a show that's not The Simpsons, but I didn't think about that. So I just started reading and it says, as the investigation into sex for housing scheme expands, Benson's loyalty to Garland is tested. So this is an episode of... Uh, uh, Order? Or? Yeah, SVU. Okay. <laughs> but I was not thinking about that. So I just started reading. And so, yeah, I was like, a sex for housing scheme? It's a dark episode of The Simpsons. Let's watch that. <laughs> yeah. All right, next we're going to watch uh, Law and Order. <laughs> dun dun. No, but the, the real synopsis, Steve, is uh, Homer, you got that part right, Homer's Good. in it, uh, meets a new security guard named Wayne at the nuclear power plant, who is a former CIA operative. Unfortunately, Wayne gets fired for attacking Mr. Burns, while a group of Ukrainian mafia members en route to Springfield to kill Wayne. Uh, uh, we're pro-Ukraine right now, so this might be a tough episode, right? Yeah. Anyways, uh, later Homer's kidnapped and Wayne must leap into action to make rescues. So the title Falcon and the Dough Man is probably a reference to um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier that came out last year. Even though this came out September 25th, 2011. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland plays Wayne. Wow. Uh, written by Justin Hurwitz. Uh, Steve, do you remember this? 2011, September not, 2011. Not at all. Yeah, I don't either. Season 23. All right. This will be uh, our second episode with uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Because he played his character from Jack Bauer 24. He good, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> he never won big hit. But he's been in multiple episodes now, right? Yeah. Because we didn't do the one, the 24 parody, did we? No, we did another episode with him in it. So, yeah. Which one was that? It was one of the very early ones, too. Was it Simpsons on a Roasting Fire? Was he was he sent his little helper in that? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm excited to uh, watch this episode with you next week. Me, too. All right. be a lot well, of fun. It should be. It should be. It should be. It should be. But will it be? We'll find out. Oh, yeah. I'll be a will it be. All right. Well, in the meantime, all our fans out there can go ahead and uh, contact us on social media. 
at 138 Simpsons on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And you can always email us at 138Simpsons at gmail.com. And hey, if you're on your podcasting app, leave us a review and five stars or the equivalent. But you don't need to write a real review. You can just tell us your favorite USA show that probably doesn't exist. And if you don't want to type to us, you can talk to us. But not really talk to us. You just go to your podcasting app, scroll through the show notes there. And at the bottom there is a leave a voicemail. You can just leave a voicemail if you want. That's easy to do. Just take your smart device and say, uh, you guys aren't fun. And we cry when you listen to you. And uh, we'll be like, okay, thanks, mom. Yeah. Hey, if you don't want to be mean, you could also be nice and you could support us too. You can um, go to our TeePublic site, tpublic.com slash user slash annoyedgrumboys and pick up a shirt or uh, a pillow. Yeah, we've got some uh, great new logo and it's looking fresh and new and all the kids will be like, wow, yeah. you look awesome. Yeah, you can wear it on your TikTok videos. That's right. Well, you do the dance and uh, do whatever people on TikTok do. All right. For this week, I've been Annoyed Grunt Boy Craig. And I've been Annoyed Grunt Boy Steve. I just need balls in my mouth. And remember, I've never had faith in God or family, but I've had faith in television. I was born to describe TV at a fourth grade level. Why would I possibly care about the opinion of this pathetic bottom feeder?